Welcome to the Fan Freaks Podcast, episode number 119. This is the show where we freak out about our favorite movies, games, comics, and any media in between. I am Agent the Masterful Dude of Dooliness, the face that runs the place, the host with the most and the most grandiose co-host. It is I, the Bone King, and we are joined by... <laughs> it is I, James, Dr. Rude Ramos, M.D., Hello, freaks. Oh, man. You know, I heard the Vincent Price resemblance that time, you know? I really feel it. It's very, very, very daddy? maniacal. <laughs> we all wish Vincent Price was our daddy. Let's be honest. No, I'm sorry. Let's, let's, be, let's be. Father? <laughs> you're right. You're right. Uh, Radigan, is that you? Uh, so, uh, tell us, what, what kind of special episode we got for today? Well, today's episode is a reaction review of the Game Awards. Right, right. The Game Awards. This is our third year of covering the Game Awards, I think, or se- is it? Or second? So, is are we actually? I mean, it's definitely only my second. I don't know if you guys did it before I was around, but that a time doesn't count anyway. So, I think this is one of the rare instances where we're actually more predictable than the Game Awards. <laughs> <laughs> like, because seriously, like, you know, we're going to make a show on it. But like, seriously, this year honestly impressed me for the most part. So uh, that's something to look forward for when we actually get forward for at the end of the show. <laughs> I don't know about impressed me, but it was definitely a notable improvement to last. The year. bar you know was very low. You know what's going to impress me? Your recents. Let's get to them. Oh, uh-huh. oh, that was so smooth. It was just all looped up for me. Thank you. All right. So here we go. Uh, what? Uh, oh, who's going first? Oh, you didn't stipulate. You didn't. You didn't decide. You just said. Oh. I pointed at Doctor Rude, but all right. Oh, how am I supposed yeah. to know that? <laughs> you have to. You have to actually show it. You can't just point. So just so, I'm gonna I'm gonna peel back the curtain a little bit. But uh, you what you're pointing at, Adrian, is the edge of my computer screen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. These aren't in the same order on all of our screens. Anyway. Fantastic. What you got for reasons? <laughs> Uh, Technically, I'm, since, I'm pointing like, at you, so fuck off. This is a lot to happen in one like section of the fu- like in one period, but we haven't had recents in a while. Oh my god, that's true. <laughs> and in that time period, one thing is on both my recents and my news. Oh, <laughs> so we're gonna start with the recents portion of it, which is I saw the live action Cowboy Bebop. Okay. Oh, you mean the in its entirety? Oh, okay, never mind. I was about to ruin your news for you. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, but yeah, I saw the recent cow- the the live action Cowboy Bebop, mm-hmm. and apparently, unlike the whole entirety of humanity, uh, I enjoyed it for what it was. I enjoyed it a lot, actually, and so did uh, Mischievous. She enjoyed it a lot too. We and we're both Bebop fans. So it must didn't, be good. <laughs> didn't Bone King like like the first episode? I, but that's the I thing. I think he bailed on it. That, but that's the thing though. I feel like my my opinion is somehow not as valid only because like I didn't finish it. I saw the first two episodes and I don't really know how it progressed. I know it starts pretty strongly, and that's really all I can say. Apparently, it gets really bad from what everyone says. Not that I'm saying, oh, now I think it's bad. As I said, my opinion is null and void on this. I'm just saying I liked the way it started. Unfor- well, we'll talk about, you know, what happens to it. But uh, yeah, like I said, I enjoyed it. Uh, for the most part, the cast is 
fantastic. Uh, I like I liked our spike. I love our jet. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I think Faye fucking killed it. Okay, so I'm I'm just edging for you to release the news on this so I can. <laughs> well, we'll have to it. get there because it's not the it's not the news. Oh segment. come on! Why can't we just say uh, it now? Oh fuck! Nope. All right, it, that's, fine. That's for the news segment. Tune in, folks. Um, yeah, clearly uh, the James other thing is the, uh, is the literal daddy of the podcast. He's the current uh, ringmaster for now. Uh, Star Trek is back. Uh, so the lady and I have been watching Star Trek Discovery. Oh, cool! And Star Trek Lower Decks. Oh wait, STD. Never mind. Yes, STD. Uh, and STLD. Ah, uh, <laughs> lower. But yeah, for those of you who don't know, uh, uh, Star Trek Discovery is the latest iteration in the Star Trek saga, mm-hmm. the latest live action series. But there is also Star Trek Lower Decks, which is an animated entry in the Star Trek universe and definitely takes a more comedic approach to everything. Correct. It's kind of a self parody. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. It's like telling a great story. And, uh, uh, fucking, uh, fucking Riker was in the, it was in this episode. Uh, it's a little bit after TNG, I think. I don't know. But, like, Jonathan Farkas came back to voice Striker and everything. Like, it was, it was legitimately him, which is really cool. Um, and then, uh, Discovery just made some dope-ass references that I'm super happy about. It, it's uh, going on season with, three, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, without giving away too much of a spoiler, there was a, a heavy reference to the Voyager, which is pretty cool. Uh, the Voyager is getting retrofitted with a spore drive. It's awesome. Yeah, I've, uh, I've gone retrofitted with a spore drive. I ended up regretting it in a week and went back, but it is what it is. By the way, just really quick, I, I bet you anything Lower Decks was like really inspired when they saw like the Orville and was like, oh, hey, comedic Star Trek, people will watch that? Okay. And they just said, we'll animate that. We'll go. Yep. I agree. Um, I think that's definitely where the hook was. Uh, but yeah, watched all of... Um, I'm trying to be succinct as possible here. Mm. There's a lot. I've cut a lot of it out. No, I know. We had three but, weeks uh, of this shit, so we're doing our best. I got a new phone. I got new Digimon. That's all new. Uh, but also, uh, I rewatched Logan recently. Ooh, that's an interesting rewatch. Uh, and I made a comment on my Facebook that made a few people angry. Shocker! And it showed me who it showed me who who my friends of of good taste are, because I made the statement that Logan is a better movie than The Dark Knight. Y- you know, you d- you act like oh, you know, I thought I'd do something. D- you actually purposely do this quite often on your Facebook, where you divide the room yes. and you're like, "No, we're making death-defying decisions right now." You are well, part of Team it's, Red it's or Team like Blue. <laughs> it's not like it's not my actual opinion. No, but, but you know, but you, I know it's even I, worse somehow because it, it's you you ask an opinion for everybody else and you let them sort of chase at each other and you just marvel no, at the chaos <laughs> i i did not ask for an opinion i stated a fact i specifically said logan is a better movie than the dark you get Knight. how that's an opinion Don't at me. right <laughs> yes but it's my opinion i didn't ask for theirs is my point uh okay uh yet yeah, comments <laughs> uh i just think as a film like as an act like forget the content of it i just mean from like a script writing perspective, a storytelling perspective, cinematography, music, 
all of that, I think Logan is a stronger piece. Mm. I um, I would have to agree. Uh, also, there's something to be said the about the acting. The, oh, yeah. The acting in Logan is way uh, more grounded and more heartfelt than it is in The Dark Knight. Patrick Stewart's performance as like a failing Professor Xavier. Oh, I can't is talk about fucking, that scene. That scene literally makes me teary-eyed thinking about it. It's so well done. Which wh- there's a couple scenes, but if it's the the big one where he comes to the realization, yes, yeah, no, the the big yeah, yeah, monologue. Yeah, yeah. It, it, Patrick Stewart's like yeah. crowning fucking scene. It's amazing. And I've said it before, but like now that I've rewatched it recently, it's worth whether I can update this opinion or not. Uh, that movie still has the best fully CG head replacement of any movie ever done. Oh. To this day, it's basically flawless. I- I'm sorry. The movie Face Off already exists. <laughs> I don't think you could top that, unfortunately. I would like but to yeah, take his the- face off. That's just a thing the, we do uh, with my no, family. But- we just rub each other's face. It's just common, you know? <laughs> What? <laughs> the, uh, I actually thought that the, was charming the, when I was like ten years old. He's our son now. The C- <laughs> the CG on the Loganator is awesome. Mm. It, it's truly fantastic. Uh, yeah, but just the whole movie, like it was, uh, it was honestly like, you know, because it's been a few years since I watched it last, so it was a joy to like get back into it and get emotionally invested in this movie. And like Laura Kern, the little girl who plays, um, who plays. X twenty three, but I'm trying to remember her her name in the game. Oh, it's not. No, Daphne Kern. Laura is her name. I was about to say, is it Laura? This is like the third Laura, like in a French. I don't know. There's a lot of Lauras going around. The only, but yeah, there's some issue I have though is that I would like to argue and say that the Dark Knight crawled so Logan could walk. I could sure. Sure, because but see, here's the thing. A I lot, don't even think that there's some good actors in Dark Knight. Oh yeah, like Aaron sure. Eckhart's fucking Harvey was mm. great. Mm. No, and Heath Ledger did great with what he was given. What do you? All right, like <laughs> I, I think it's okay. But okay, I yeah. I don't particularly care for that interpretation of the Joker. Sure, it's about it's a to me it's about as the same level as Joaquin Phoenix's interpretation of the Joker. It's not really the Joker well, for me. They're all very um, different. That's that's the big thing, right? They're not really I like the traditional sense of the Joker. Like Jack Nicholson is the guy that I hold because well, that's up traditional there Joker. Joker. They were obviously trying to go. Even a then, angle. that's not really traditional Joker because when that Joker came out, Joker was still very much the ha ha Batman pow bang. And wait, and he wasn't. You mean the guy that murdered an entire room full of people? With a smile and the he's guy, always dancing? Yeah. Jack Nicholson's very cheery in that movie. I don't know. I still see it as Yeah, like but, it, but it was cheery with that darkness. Before that, it was still very much like the Cesar Romero Joker. Sure. It was very like... But at the same time, like, clown in spats, like, good suit, you know, that's traditional Joker. Whereas Heath Ledger's, like, way sure. more raggedy... This fucking. feels like two specials in the making or one case of. I <laughs> no, don't because know. these are Fair genuinely enough. really good movies that we could talk about for like hours. So, well, <laughs> what, I, what I was going to say to Adrian was the thing is for me is that The Dark Knight isn't even my favorite entry in that trilogy, though. I think that Begins is a stronger movie. Interesting. But anyway. Uh, I don't know. I like that's Scarecrow. Fine. He's fucking but sick. Anyway. So that's fine. Sorry. Go ahead. 
Noted. I think Scarecrow is the best done DC villain we've seen in film so far. Uh, the end of... Oh, no. That's okay, we can't get Z- into spoilers. That's Zod yeah. for me. Anyway, uh, and then the major thing that I want to talk about, and this is my last thing, is motherfucking Arcane. Oh, yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Arcane is an animated series on Netflix uh, that is based on the lore of League of Legends. So that was a big down for me going into this. And the reason like, why I wouldn't I even, even try it. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't going to watch it at first. I sincerely was not. I was like, League of Legends? Fuck that. Mm. Who gives a fuck? And then like three people that know my taste in animation very well, they all said the exact same thing to me, which is, dude, this is the best thing to come out since Avatar. Dude, this might be better than Avatar. Dude, you need to watch this if you like to have it. Like, it was like that. And I was like, fuck. All right, man. Sure. Uh, And by literally, like, halfway through episode two, I was hooked. It really got me. And the storytelling in this is phenomenal. It's that, like, to compare it to Avatar is a little weird because it's definitely more adult than Avatar. Well, did it have blue people? Like, it. Because that was, it, it was the highest selling CG film, Dr. Rude, with six sequels you are a turd. <laughs> in the planning works. I, I, look, man, I'm not the, I'm not the, the uh, blue people hater here. That's the, that's the dude. Honestly, I, I kind of side with the dude. Avatar. It's not that great. Go ahead. What? I fucking I don't, hate that movie. I don't think it's that great, but I still enjoy the movie and I enjoyed it when it came out because it was a fucking spectacle. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um. Arcane, uh, like I said, the storytelling is awesome. The voice acting is fucking top-notch. Truly great voice acting. And Haley Steinfeld as Vi knocks it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Truly kills it. Uh, and, like, beyond... But the, the star of the show, like, the thing for me is the visuals. The CG on this show is definitely the it's the best thing I've seen. It's up there with like Into the Spider-Verse in terms of like its artistry. Yeah, that was the comparison I keep hearing about that it, it looks very like um not standard it animation. Doesn't it doesn't look similar. Very artistic. Yeah. Well, I don't want to say very artsy well, because there's got to be a better description than that. <laughs> like Well, like the way that like uh Into the Spider-Verse looked like a comic. Right. Each uh each frame of this fucking show looks like a painting, like a digital painting, as opposed to a CG show. Hmm. Like you can pause any point of this show and it looks like just fucking butte like a wallpaper. You understand I'm going to go frame by frame looking for motion blurs now, right? Okay. Like I'm gonna look You can have motion blurs in art, motherfucker. No, I know, but you said it's a painting, <laughs> so I want a painting with a fucking motion blur, like bruh. Okay. I think it'd be good. Uh but yeah. Uh, and there's also like scenes where they like to amplify the action. They like switch to another animation style. Oh, that's And fun. it like it's really it's really cool. The music is great. Story is fantastic. The tech is dope as shit. I love it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I I could not have given less of a fuck about League of Legends. But like like literally, I knew one character's name. Oh no, two. I technically knew who Jenks and Vi were. 
And that's it. And, and we're not going to mention where you found those names out or, or you know, how you know these ah! characters. It's a completely different thing, Search Engine. Um, there's, look, there's no rules involved in any of this, okay? I, I will say, though, because I, I, usually we're, we're, there's at least one of us that's going to be defensive for the game. Like, no, the game has fans. You know, we got to think about, you know, no, even fans of League of Legends know how fucking terrible people of League of Legends are to themselves. Like... They they just it's actively true. start. I don't know. Maybe I had the worst like impression with League of Legends, but it colored my opinion of them for like ever. Where I was just like, I I no, don't want to play with these for, people for sure. So for sure. But uh oh, I, and I kind of lied because there is one other thing. Oh uh, Hawkeye, been watching Hawkeye. Oh yeah, and that's actually really fun, really fun show. Uh, this is definitely uh what's his name? Fuck uh what's Clint Barton's actor's name? Jeremy Renner. Thank you, Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Reindeer, best, like Jeremy Reindeer, yes. Because it's Christmas themed. Uh, Jeremy the Reindeer's uh, best like show in the MCU in terms of like him showing up as as the character. You get me? How many other shows did he Getting show up actually, as ha- Hawkeye? No, that, that's what I'm saying. And not I'm saying his showing up as the character. Like this is his best Hawkeye presentation of Hawkeye. Okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And sure, it's because we get to spend a little more time with him. But still, it's it's definitely his best, and I like that they finally worked in Hawkeye's hearing loss. I like that there's that's in the show; it's really cool. Uh, and I think it's funny that two of my recents have Haley Steinfeld as either the lead or co-lead. Uh, and yeah, uh, so definitely watch it. It's it's a really fun entry into the MCU. I, I mean, I have a question because this thing was obviously written with the holidays in mind. Like, you can tell, like, yeah. Christmas is very much part of the aesthetic no, of the a, show. It's a Christmas show. Right. So did, when, when do you think they filmed this? Oh, right. Right? Like, could you imagine? <laughs> like, July. In the middle of July, you're, like, filming with all these Christmas props around you and shit. And it's like, yeah, I just got to believe it's Christmas. You have to you have to act cold in your sweater yeah. even though you're, like, fucking sweating inside. Fucking, like, new fucking heat ranges of the world. And it's like, yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah. It's Christmas. It's fine. It's record-setting but, heat. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's fantastic. I, uh, I I but again, of of the two things, Arcane like is my number one thing. Like, please watch it. Like, it's fucking awesome. So dope. Anyway, who would like to go next? I could go next or Bone King. Do you? Would you prefer? I mean, I saw Hawkeye, but I already kind of said my biggest thing about it. I, I mean, the show itself is fine. So I mean, should I? Oh well, damn! I accidentally started. Shit. Uh. <laughs> Accidentally, I, I didn't mean to like because I kind of wanted to segue off of what you said because I saw the show and yes like it's uh-huh. nice that we're getting a little bit more into Hawkeye's character I'm finding myself having a harder time getting hooked as something like Loki or or fucking um, WandaVision like I, I, I liked having a little bit of a uh, not a scenario but like a simple it's not screenplay. What's the word I'm fucking looking? Premise. Like a simple premise to sort of oh. run with. With this, I feel like we're sort of moving around. We're exploring something, but there's no clear direction where it's going specifically. So I don't know. That could work for a lot of people. Overall, it's not a bad show at all. But then again, half of these Marvel shows are never really bad. They're just kind of either, uh, you know, mediocre to really good. Like they, they hardly ever dip into that bad. Thankfully, I mean, you know, we've learned enough. There's enough fucking superhero movies and shit out there. You'd imagine they learned how to do this. Um, so with that aside, that's really the only TV show thing I saw. I actually, for my recents, I'm going to be talking about my Black Friday shopping spree. 
Um, oh? this, this is what I've decided will be my reasons for today, because boy, did I go fucking ham. So I decided, hey, it's Black Friday. Um, there's fucking, like, no good deals at all at, like, any of the fucking actual locations I went to. I went to, like, you know, Target. I went to fucking Walmart, Best Buy. Fucking nothing really worthwhile. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go in the digital store and see what I can find. So on the digital store, I picked up a Sega Classics Collection. Um, which is nice. going to be the first one I talk about. Uh, and I got to tell you, man, this fucking Sega Classics collection is really changing how I view emulators in terms of, like, um, emulators as a service provided from a company, <clears throat> Nintendo, um, just in general, like, right? Because it's like, you look at how the presentation is in this Sega Genesis collection, because the Nintendo plan, the one that, that costs like, what, I think it's like 80 or 60 bucks a year or something like that, and, and basically you get the Sega Genesis and the N64 games, but they drip feed it to you, like, over, like, a month at a time, and, and really it's not emulated the best way, there's a lot of errors in the N64 one in, in, in particular, but that aside, you compare the Sega Genesis version that, that Nintendo has right now with this fucking Sega Genesis collection that I bought on, uh, on the fucking digital store, and it is fucking night and day. So, just to- What digital store? The, the Nintendo eShop. Oh, okay. So Nintendo right now has two different Sega emulators on their eShop. So I got the one that came out a long time ago that Sega themselves produced, and that's right. what I'm talking about right now. So when I when you boot up, See, I don't think that go ahead. That technically counts as like a port, not really an emulator, no, though. No, no. What do you, what do you mean? Wait, hold on. What do you mean? Wouldn't that be a port? Because it's actually Sega re-releasing the game on a different console. But they're emulating the the previous console on the new console. It's still an emulator. Okay. Like, yeah, it a port would be more like uh, it's this it's one game. You know what I mean? Like Resident Evil's ported to PC or something. Where this is like a a a old system that's being adapted to like modern systems. It there, it is a port, but it's also an emulator because it's emulating older software. Sorry, all that jargon aside. Um, when you boot up the Sega Genesis yeah, Sega Genesis collection from Sega, they give you like this neat little intro video. Actually, you know what? <laughs> You know, I'll just finish it. Uh, they give you this neat little intro video, and it, like, it combines all the heroes from all these Sega Genesis games, and you're like, okay, cool, that really gets me in the mood. You press start, and it puts you in this, like, bedroom, right? You're, like, in a bedroom facing a TV like you're just a kid sitting on the floor playing a Sega Genesis, right? It puts you in a hub world. And you look at the TV and you can go and actually play the games or you can look to the right and see all your games on like a box collection on the right. You could mm, mess with yeah. the clock to change the time of day in your hub world. Um, when you go into the emulator and select your game, you can go into the settings and pick your shaders, your, your different borders, different filters, all the shit that fucking emulators like the fucking pirating emulators that they really do is here as well as the rewind feature and a fast forward feature like all the basics and they went above and beyond to create this fucking hub world right to get you really immersed in the actual experience of loading in these games now with that in sure. mind this was like 30 bucks okay that in mind well i got it on sale i'm not gonna say how much but that 30 bucks base price that in mind, we let's talk about the Nintendo one that they are selling as an official service right now. You get by a the way the uh, pri the price on that service oh. is fifty dollars for one person, eighty dollars for up to eight people for a year, for a uh. year, for a year. Yeah, so a, a consistent subscription fee for this, mind you, what I'm about to explain. You get a flat grid 
of the Sega Genesis games just right there, and you can press A on them and go in. There's save states, just like the Sega Genesis collection I mentioned before has that too. And there's a rewind feature, and eh, maybe a fast forward, but that's really it. And that, that's all the features, no filters, no no different uh, emulation things, no no uh, upscaling, no, no fucking border shit, nothing. No hub world, it is just straight up a grid and you pick it and go. And that is being charged $50 a year. Mind you, you get N64, but it just really opens my eyes to like, what emulation, official emulation can really be. You can make it a whole fucking experience. Because people love to say, oh, yeah. Nintendo can't do it, they don't want to compete, pirating will get them I out of business. I'd like to mention because I'm one of the idiots that bought the 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 Nintendo Mini Little Classic. Yeah, the Nintendo Classic and the Super Nintendo Classic. Oh, they even have they have filters on those. There's a CRT filter on those. What? Yeah. Then why isn't this on the Switch? Because the Switch can do it. I'm doing it on the Sega Genesis collection just fine. But what I mean to say is like Nintendo could actually. It's not even really because they wouldn't even have to really beat their fans like at modding and, and emulating. They just need to compete in the first place. And people will do that. Like if you can provide that hub world, that feeling of Nintendo, no emulator online PC program is going to do that. Nintendo could polish it and really make it work, but they don't. So I, I'm putting this call out. I do better, Nintendo. Otherwise, we're not buying these emulators, or at least I'm not. At the Listen, very least. man, it's okay when Nintendo does it. That's the phrase we have to use because Nintendo will never change. I That's unfortunate because I guess what the I the only thing in, they change is hardware. I guess what I learned in this experience is that I guess Sega does what Nintendo don't. Fuck. Yeah, you best believe I knew I was gonna end <laughs> this fucking game with this. <laughs> anyway, I, I this was a little bit longer. I won't go too much into depth with the other ones, but I wanted to make it a point. Like, it really made me go, holy shit, emulators could really be something. And, you know, anyway. So next thing I bought was um, Dark Souls for the Switch. Um, normally, I don't like Dark Souls Remastered because they added a whole, funnily enough, they added a whole bunch of filters and a bunch of different texture <laughs> shit. I know, but like, normally with retro games, filters and, 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 like, texture upscaling is really important. But you can do that in a bad way, too. You can have a shitty filter that makes everything look muddy. Dark Souls Remastered. So, it doesn't look super great, and a lot of the changes they did actually broke some of the game on the PS3 releases, or PS4 releases and stuff. But, funny story, since the Switch can't run the remastered build of Dark Souls, the Switch version of Dark Souls is the original PS3 build with the Artorias DLC. So it is the it is the most faithful port of Dark Souls 1 currently on the market. Cool. Because of a limitation. <laughs> yeah. So when I heard that, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll get it. So now I got it, and fucking Dark Souls on the Switch is fantastic. It's like I, I, it's weird. I'm going through all these games and learning that they, they can only be improved by portable gameplay. Uh, so after that, uh, I think the last thing I'm going to mention, unless I think of anything else, um, was uh, fucking Divinity Original Sin 2. So yeah. Divinity, I have it on PC. And I love Divinity. I think it's a fantastic game. I'll play it for hours and I'll get lost in it, right? But the thing is, I have to be sitting at the PC. It's the same problem I have with Civ, right? With Civilization. Like, I want to play it, but I got to sit down at my PC and fucking start up a game. Well, problem fucking solved. Wait, what do you mean? 
For Civ, you really don't. What do you mean? Like, Civ is d- definitely a game that would work on, like, Steam remote play. I mean, you could play it on, like, Steam stream play TV projector, whatever the fuck it's called. I get it. But it's still involving your Steam account. And I think playing sure. Divinity in a portable sense is just so much more, uh, I don't know, you can get lost in it a lot easier. Because, again, you could just be playing it wherever you are as you're getting a drink or whatever the fuck. And that game has a so, great... Go ahead. So, so you're playing Divinity 2 on the Switch? Divinity Original Sin 2, yes, on the Switch. Because I found out there's ah, a Divinity so par- 2 as well. <laughs> so so you're part of the Pets Project. Oh, God. You told me what... The- God, what, what the fuck does that stand for again? Port everything to Switch. Yeah, I Yes. No, yes, I agree with this project. I think games could only be improved in portableness. I don't know. I'm still waiting for RE2 Remake on portable. I think I'd really like that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, because 7 barely holds up on portable. 7's on Switch? Yeah, but it's online. Oh, but it's like stream player or whatever, like the Kingdom Hearts games. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, yeah. it need, need to be local. Come on now. We're not crazy. Let's not get crazy. Um, Could you imagine an RE engine just downgraded for Switch? That you know, that's fine though. That's you can lower the sliders to make it work. I mean, it does that for fucking look in Dark Souls. I even mentioned earlier they went with the original build and they they lowered it a bit. I get it. It's not the same thing exactly, but damn it, they could try. At least give me the classics. Give me classic resis on the Switch. That's all I'm asking for here. Um, anyway, I just think that Divinity Two Original Sin. Yes. Divinity Original Sin 2. Um, I'm playing this campaign without a creative character this time, because I always do. And I'm, like, actually experiencing the characters as they're written. Like, they they have their own unique responses to everything specifically, and they're voice acted. And you can romance them with other characters in your party, meaning that all the characters' romances are interchangeable. Interesting. Didn't know that. So I'm Fane the Skeleton, and I'm boning that dwarf over there, because he's got a big beard and he's very burly. So that's what's going to happen, just straight up. And his name is Beast. Why would a... Why would a... Sorry? Why would a skeleton have a beard? No, 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 no. The guy I'm boning has a beard. Oh. Right, but you can still have your skeletons have beards. Anyway, so that's really uh, all I've got for recents. So are we going to go ahead and mosey... uh, on into the next. Well, the dude's recent. Yeah. Uh, yes. So, I I don't read as many books as I should. I don't read as much as uh, uh, Doctor Rude does because how else do you keep a tab on your villainy? <laughs> but um, I stopped by a little bookstore and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I feel ashamed to say it, but I never read The Godfather. Oh, so yeah, I'm reading The Godfather, and uh, Mario Puzo is a bit of a pervert. No. The first, the first five pages are talking about uh, Sonny Corleone's massive cock. That is an interesting focal point. Tell me, yeah, where can I literally find- five pages long? <laughs> and uh, where, where can I find this book? Just asking for a friend. I'm just curious. It's The Godfather. By Mario Puzo. Like, he talks about his member, and, and I'm like, yeah, but the movie didn't even go in, a, in this much detail about his cock, but whatever. Next time someone asks me how big it is, that's what I'm going to say. Five pages. <laughs> you know, five pages, like, is not very thick. It's like, 
If you really put yeah, it on the, top, the, like, come on, it's actually super thin. Anyway, not judging. Um, I think it's interesting because when you when we were talking about adaptations with Resident Evil and stuff like that, that's the kind of stuff in the original text you don't need to bring into the adaptation, you know? And that's why they didn't. So, yeah. You're, you're against dick size in a movie? You're right. I mean, it should be a special feature. It should be like an alternate ending. A happy ending, if you will. Um, ah, there we go. There we go. But how is it? Do you, do you like the book outside of the dick descriptions? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm t I'm reading a piece of history. Something. Uh, it's like reading 1984. This is something that every person who reads books should read a book. This novelization, obviously, this novel, not novelization. Excuse me. Mm. But the novel came first. This is. This is also the same guy that wrote fucking Superman, you know? Like, this is a big deal. And he talked about Dick so much, so I wonder if the Superman books at all, it's just like his cryptic. Yeah, check out, check out Clark Kent's massive cock. He's massive. Um, uh, the same night I got this book, I also watched at the local Coral Gables art cinema. Uh, I watched something for, well... It was an opportunity to watch it, and I, we don't mention them enough, but Michael would have been really proud. It was a 4K screening of Godzilla 1954. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, let me just say, it, it doesn't hold up. <laughs> there, is some, there is some bad editing there, my man. There is like, like you will have some moments where the actress is doing something and it'll cut to a completely different scene where she's in a different room. Like it's some very obvious cuts. It's like me at CSB, George, if you remember that. I, I, re I just uh, wonder if like the guy in the suit was also editing at the same time. I mean, he, he'd be a godsend to do that because he looked menacing, but Godzilla did, uh, did look like a turd with eyes googly <laughs> eyes in some scenes overall it's a movie that you should watch it has a good moral um eh. Eh. you uh, should watch it but eh. um i also unfortunately uh got the cyberpunk 2077 of this year which is battlefield 2042 you're you anything just said with a year there. you just literally just said numbers it Every title that has a year in its title, it, it's, it feels like it's going to be really bad. I mean, 2001 A Space Odyssey is, is a movie. But, I meant games. So games George, specifically. I meant games. Okay. All right. I got to think yeah. about it now, but go ahead. Uh, but Battlefield 2042, dodge it like an angry bullet. Please don't play this fucking game. Please don't buy it. Uh, wait for like a year till it's on sale. I I really am disappointed in it. I'm a huge Battlefield fan, but this has let me down in ways I did not foresee happening. I didn't think it would be this fucking bad. So yeah, what when it comes down to it, please don't don't buy Battlefield 2042. This is a huge letdown. The fact that the the developer considers scoreboard and voice chat as legacy features in a <laughs> multiplayer shooter. And
And to say that with a straight face <laughs> is is horrendous to me. Uh, there's also seven maps, less about twenty or so guns. Uh, they completely got rid of classes, and they've all made them hero shooters. Oh, like we have them saying the cheesiest, shittiest lines of dialogue when you do the end game. Uh, who first, second, third place? Like if this was a Fortnite, but it's its environment is gritty, hard, difficult, stress-inducing, trauma-inducing war. But then you have people saying, uh, don't get mad. That just happens sometimes when I'm in first place. Yeah. It's they, like that they didn't there's really no account. tone. Yeah. And there's 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 no tone. It's not good. Both COD, Vanguard, and Battlefield 2042 have shit the bed. Play Halo Infinite. It's free on Game Pass. Play that. Yeah, um, I don't think they think about how it clashes so hard. They just are too busy copying as much as they can. So, yeah, I guess, yeah. Bro, they even have a Tarkov hunt mode. And the mode that I enjoy the most is their old maps that are remade in this engine. And it's the old Battlefield games. It's Battlefield Back Company 2 and Battlefield 3. And I'm playing those on this new engine. I'd rather play that. But the maps are empty because nobody wants to play this fucking game. You do understand we're just getting old, right? Like, because this is what happened with everyone else as I was growing up. It's just like, I don't want to get bothered with the new stuff. And it's just the old stuff is just better to go back to. And now it's just kind of like becoming Manifest Destiny (laughs) with us. I, I suppose. Uh, talking about uh, Destiny, I started playing uh, Tomb Raider 1, the definitive edition. Oh, wow. Okay. The the reboot remake thing. James recommended it to me. A lot of people have, actually. But I asked James, should I buy this? It was like all three of the games. It's Tomb Raider Definitive, Rise of the Tomb Raider Definitive, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider Definitive. Mm-hmm. For the like Turn two- of the Tomb Raider. The Tomb Raider Strikes Back. There's toothbrush there's, uh, of the Tomb Raider, back pain all, of the Tomb all Raider. Th- all three games were like twenty dollars for the Black Friday deal, and I said fuck it. A great deal. But shit, this game does show its age because this shit came out in like twenty eleven. There's like yeah. nonstop QTEs. I'm playing Resident Evil yeah. Six again. Oh god! It's like everything could have been a cutscene, but I have to press triangle really quick, or I have to tap square. I have to tap square to fill a meter for no fucking reason. It's engaging, Adrian. Um, But how great are her death sounds? That's a worrying question. That's that's actually something on the internet, but I don't want to... Oh, okay. It's a sound bank for other activities. Got it. There you go. A certain rule. Anyway, uh, the the last thing I did, uh, because the... I did this for Friendsgiving. Uh, we all got together and watched The Nun because, oh, like, two of our friend group didn't watch The Nun. Um, soundtrack's really good on that movie. Uh, the third act shits the bed. But overall, way better than Conjuring 3 and Annabelle 1. Annabelle 1's probably the worst one. Uh, really quick about Tomb Raider, just super fast. You know there's a mod for Tomb Raider 1 on the PC that allows co-op play? For the main campaign? Uh, 
you each play as a boob. Well, that would kind of, kind of. Check this out. So the second what? inserted character is Jill Valentine from RE1. How? They, they literally just ported her model in, and somehow these modding wizards just straight up got it to work. There's Let's Plays of people doing it. So Jill and Lara? It's Jill and Lara. And it's not both akimboing the pistols. It's pretty great. And they're jumping around and shit. So two boobs yeah. running around. Come on, Capcom. Fucking make a Jill Valentine platformer. Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. Someone brought that up earlier. Resident Evil never needs to return to platforming. We had that stupid segment with Chris and the Boats in RE6. Never again. Oh. Never okay. again. Oh, my God. Okay, sorry. Anyway. Th that's it for my recents, by the way. All right. So, um, news time? Should I just go ahead and start us off so I can go back to where we started? Oh, God. Yeah. Circle of It ends where it begins. So... Uh, literally two, I think three weeks after its release, Netflix has already canceled the Cowboy Bebop live action. Yeah, With no reason. There's no reason for it. <clears throat> no, they never give a reason, though. But it's obvious what the reason is. It's the internet hate. Like, it's the only real... Because as far as I know, numerically, it do, it's done okay. But we don't actually know that because Netflix doesn't put out numbers. So whatever. Maybe it's actually bombed. Who knows? Well, all I ever heard online uh, were people complaining about it. So, like, I guess it didn't perform well enough. I don't know. But I knew just as, like, I found a lot of people that liked it. So, I don't know, man. I, and I also don't really know how, like, the non-nerd public reacted to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. So, who knows? Uh, don't whatever. worry Point about is, it. We'll it have got a canceled. reboot in, like, two weeks. It's fine. I'm super bummed out about it because the end of season one eased something that I was really excited for. But we'll never know. It'll never happen. So that's cool. No, we've learned. That we've learned us. now. After Suicide Squad and Justice League and DC in general, we could just start over. It doesn't matter. Like, people get it. Like, you don't need to wait time anymore. They'll just fucking start I over. Don't, I don't see that happening with you this. You think so? What they learned from this is that this is like a holy grail that they can't touch. Mm -hmm. This has had the most toxic response than any of their other anime live actions. Wow, even more than Death Note? That's crazy. I think so. I think so. Because Death Note was but, far. Moving on. <laughs> uh, I don't watch any Spider-Man trailers, so I can't speak about all the Spider-Man shit coming out. Mm -hmm. uh, that being said, I'm super excited for next week. Uh, I can I can mention... Uh, that we got our first looks of like into the Spider Verse two, uh, the part of the sequel, yeah. yeah. And they're like actively showing like Miles Morales and Miguel O'Hara, Spider Man two thousand ninety nine. They're showing them together in some of these, and like I hope they don't just have like one or two throwaway lines where they speak Spanish to each other. Like I would love if they actually spoke Spanish to each other for like. A few moments of dialogue. Well, is he getting like a brand new group of multiverse folks? Because can he just be part of the central cast like in the first movie? I think so. So yeah. Well, like the the la the first movie ended. The after credit scene was Spider Man two thousand ninety nine. I completely don't remember this, but okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. It's voiced voiced by Oscar Isaac. Oh wow, that's great. Um, so they have a Latino playing Miguel O'Hara. Which is great. So I just hope they actually have like Miguel and Miles like talking Spanish to each other, you know? Mm. I think that'd be really cool. We'll see what Marvel um, says. 
And it's weird for me to speak positively of a Jared Leto project, but uh, I've seen what Morbius looks like. His transformation face. And it looks really good. Okay. Like, legit really good. Morbius like the vampire. It takes the Morbius... Yes. Okay. It takes the Morbius face from, like, the comics and makes it, like, legitimately scary, but still looks comic accurate. Uh, I, I, I'm going to have to see this because I haven't seen any of that yet. I've only seen Jared Leto close up. That's it. All right. It I, looks pretty good. But. You're, I, I don't agree, but that's fine. You don't like the way it looks? I don't like the Morbius trailer. How dare you? I haven't seen the trailer, so <laughs> I couldn't. It's, it's really bad. I've, okay. But I've seen good movies have bad trailers, so I'm not going to judge it on the trailer. Some movies, I the mean, trailers are better than the movie. Please tell you watch it and you let me know. I'm not going to watch it till after I see it. So <laughs> after Morbius comes out. So yeah, yeah. Do you you let me know if I should watch it or not? That's my that's what I'm trying. Oh, to I say. see. Um, I- and also about Spider Man, uh, the Matrix just got its China release date, and Spider Man No Way Home hasn't. Oh, and that's actually a big deal. That like, is a big deal. Marvel banks a lot on the Chinese box office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's a huge chunk of profit for them. And if Spider-Man doesn't get released in China, that's, like, that's gonna, they're gonna consider that a fail. What if it's just like, wait, so Spider-Man talks to, like, multiple, multiple dimensional people? Yeah. Like ghosts? No. Not like ghosts, China. It's not like ghosts. <laughs> um... We're getting really cool. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. It no, because I wanted to piggyback off that. It's really odd to see what considers a bomb or not, because Amazing Spider-Man Two, which is, which was critically fucking ravaged, and and audience and deservedly so, but it made almost eight hundred million dollars. Yeah, like that thing was sniffing at a billion. Let's so let's not. Let's not say that that that's critics don't make the movie, but yeah, one of the bigger box office revenues of Amazing Spider-Man Two was China. Then can I'm we like sure uh, just come to the conclusion that just because a movie has a lot of sales doesn't equate to any quality or how good the film is? Because I feel no, like no, like I, there's th- a ton of movies that have a million people watching it, but nobody likes it. So it's like. Then what? That shouldn't be a qualifier for them being a good film just because everyone decided, hey, that's I, the most interesting thing in this week. You know. I don't know about that. Like that's a, that's a that's a discussion. That's a to question have. of the week. <laughs> because I feel like that's the, almost the only universal metric, though. Because hmm. everything else is strictly subjective. You get word me? of mouth is is absolute because that is something. Oh, I need to tell you about this thing as opposed to like. Oh, we got this many. We tricked this many people to come in. Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know. I guess, but you, I feel like you don't get to eight hundred million by just tricking people it's to a come lot. in. Oh. It's not like it. Ju- <laughs> it's not like it just had a strong opening weekend and then just do- bomb. I don't think you understand how easy it is to trick the populace. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, uh, we're living in a time where like a bunch of our old cartoons are like actually coming back. Not like. There's new ver no like they're making a continuation of the old X Men animated oh, series called X Men ninety seven. Yeah, we talked about that. We're also getting continuation of Batman the animated series. What? Not in animated form. 
What? As an audio play. It's as an audio play starring all of the original cast. Audio play. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Where's this going to be? Like, is it a podcast? Like, straight up? Like, what, where, where do we find that? I don't I don't know where it's going to come out yet. Uh, the script is by Alan Burnett, and it brings back as much of the original cast as possible. I'm wondering if that means Harley. They're going to bring the original Harley back. That'd be awesome. Mm, Tara Strong will um, not allow this. <laughs> no, Tara Strong has to come back as Batgirl. She'll, she will do both. Don't you doubt her. No. She can. Um... But yeah, I'm not sure where it's coming out. Uh, oh, also, uh, Danny Elfman is writing a new theme song for it. Oh, <laughs> knowing his new wow. stuff, it's going to be fucking edgy as fuck. Yeah, but I think that's super cool. Oh, like um, Batman? Well, it's I mean, funny. Batman's super edgy. It's funny how we come full circle this way. <laughs> um, I, know the movie has, I know the movie hasn't come out yet, but Colin Farrell is already signed on. To do an HBO uh, spinoff of his version of the Penguin in the new the Batman movie, I'm still actually kind of excited for that. I really think Robert Pattinson can do it. I think so too. Uh, I don't. I, I'm I'm on board with it. And I, everything I've seen of Colin Farrell, I don't want to like Colin Farrell. I really don't. You don't like Bullseye? But everything I, <laughs> I did like his Bullseye. He was bullseye. But everything. Uh, everything I, I don't want to like Colin Farrell, but everything I've seen of him as Penguin looks awesome. He looks great. I love the trailer. I thought it was phenomenal. There you go. All right. Um, I'm not done yet. Hang oh, on. I, uh, I didn't say anything. The The Last of Us on HBO also just added uh, another cast member to its uh to its cast, and it's Nick Offerman. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, he's gonna be playing Bill. The fucking prepper guy, which is fucking perfect. Uh, like, truly perfect. I didn't play a lot of The Last of Us, but that was kind of my one of my favorite scenes. So, hey, I'll take it. He's yeah. a good actor for that. And, uh, I mean, it's also like, it's one of those moments where, like, because it, it's hinted at in the seri- in the game that Bill is homosexual. That, I wasn't gonna but s- it's never made, like, a big deal. I wasn't going to say it. Well, no, I, I th- <laughs> I'm wondering if how much of that they're going to bring to the series. You know what I mean? If they're gonna make it, a, if they're gonna make that a yes. uh, something to talk about, Bro, or not. of course they are. It was the um, biggest characterizing thing of that character. Like he set up traps, and then sure. the big thing at the end that everyone remembers is that he's gay. I wasn't gonna say it. I was gonna let the audience figure it out when they play it because it's a spoiler. Sure. <laughs> um. But yeah. Uh. We also got like the first teaser trailer for the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Of oh, the movie. The movie. <laughs> that was. Perfectly in sync. Uh, it is. I actually don't know. I think it is a movie because there's the game coming out. No, no, no. Yeah, but no. It it is. It is. It's a Netflix production. What? Um, yeah. It'll get canceled after two weeks. <laughs> It'll right. be a teen bop drama. It'll just be something completely different. Like he's played by some like I don't know K-pop it's, star or it's, something. It's no. Uh, it looks. Pretty it's, great. If it's I'm Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but in Riverdale form. Exactly. Oh, some no. sort of like you know. It, but no, it it is a it is a movie. Oh, okay. Pretty sure. It's Coolified. The point, oh yeah, thing. it is a movie. He wears sunglasses in this one. That makes him cool. <laughs> no, there's a really cool like scene where you actually see him like like it's a it's a scene from behind and you see him putting the the skin on. That's neat. I like it. Yeah. Um. And then my last bit of news, just because this is weird. Um. It's really it's really rare that we see like Halloween 
costumes influencing a movie that they're based on. What? But you remember, like, well, you remember, like, when Scream 1 came out. Yeah, Ghostface. Yeah, Ghost, and, yeah. and Ghostface masks were everywhere. And then eventually there were, like, other Ghostface being made in, like, a metallic chrome or a metallic gold. Right. Or, like, all these fucking... Well, uh, the ghost face mask in the new movie is metallic gold. Interesting way to go about doing that. Because, again... That's really yeah. weird because in the trailer it just looks like old ghost face. I mean, I, I'm looking at the still right now. It's definitely gold I as mean, fuck. At, maybe, he, maybe there's multiple ghost faces. Maybe one wears different masks. Because it's not like that but hasn't yeah, happened like 30 times in the previous movies. Yeah. But yeah, he's got like a gold, a metal gold uh, uh, ghost face mask and a flamethrower. You don't remember the devil mask uh, so that's he wore weird. at the masquerade thing? Yeah. Yeah, he has like a red yeah, ultra. He switches masks all the time. I, I stopped yeah. watching after the second ma- uh, screen. The second mask. Yeah, uh, most people did. The second mask. <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> uh, and then my last bit of news is just, it's you know the recent most recent entry in play stupid game, win stupid prizes. Um, Black Panther 2 is on uh, indefinite hiatus in production uh, because uh, Letitia Wright was injured on set. So she had to be flown back home for, you to know, jolly old England, I think, right? Jolly old yeah, England. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, but she had to be flown back home to, for recovery. Unfortunately, she will not be able to fly back until she takes her COVID-19 vaccine because of flight regulations in Britain. Uh-huh. And she is refusing to do so. <sighs> okay. So we don't know what that means for the currently halted production of Black Panther 2. I, I'm trying not to be like, hey, it's selfish to hold the entire production for ransom because you want to make a statement, but I don't fucking know, man. I can't fucking understand this mindset, but whatever. <laughs> but, uh, As- yeah, so Black Panther 2, indefinitely on hold. That is it for my news. Who's next? I mean, James said it best. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yeah. I have a get vaxxed, y'all. Yeah, I have a quick uh, news. I can burn through super fast. Allow me. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I got my burning soapbox. Let's do this. Burning rubber. All right, here we go. So, first things first. This holiday season, you know what? You know what's a great, iconic, festive icon of of Christmas? The Grinch. You know. The Grinch is a fantastic mm-hmm. character, almost emblematic of, of Christmas. You know what I mean? So there's a new Christmas um, oh, Christmas. There's a new Grinch yeah. movie coming out. Oh, exactly. So another one. Yes, yes, I know, because the other one really wasn't that long ago with Benedict Cumberbatch. I know. Music uh-huh. produced by Tyler the Creator. Um, now this new one. Who do we get to play Grinch? We need someone you know different. Someone that really can bring something new to the role. Something that's kind of freshening up the scene. It's Chris it's Pratt. It's Chris Pratt. Wait, is it really? It's Chris Pratt. You were joking, no, but you're correct. I said that. It, no, 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 no. You're, you're no, lying. On my side, we said that at the same time. So, <laughs> who is it then? No, no it's Chris it is, Pratt. It is a prank. You fell for. No, you fell for. You fell for a viral prank, my dude. Uh, yeah, the joke is the movie industry. It's Chris Pratt. No, no, no. That movie's not being made. It's not real. What are you talking about? That it's movie. Is not being made. Okay, because... That movie doesn't exist. So I, I literally have a false story here is what you're saying. 
Correct. I could have sworn you, this was you fell for a viral prank. I you looked this up just now. I am I'm looking at it right now. Yes. Well, good. I'm glad it's a prank. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't want to see this. I agree. I agree, but it's it, it's uh, emblo- it's emblematic at like my immediate panic at how factual that could have been. Because that's the thing. I believed it so much so that I thought I read an article on it. But whatever, I guess. I guess Uh I didn't. Um, Moving on. Next thing I got is uh, John Legend is uh, going to be making a Phantom of the Opera movie. And it's going to be an adaptation set in New Orleans. Now, at first, people I can already see some people being like, what? How is it not in France? Phantom of the Opera has all these things. But the French. But but the French. I I get it. I absolutely Uh do. But this kind of actually does make sense, and we've had so many fucking adaptations of Phantom of the Opera. I don't mind something different. Like, please. Um, and it can still be in the French Quarter. It, that's the thing, because New Orleans is, like, such a fucking huge French culture uh, gathering of energies, of French energies <laughs> in New Orleans. And it works. It will actually can still... Be provide me your spirit. Exactly, dude. It's just a bunch of French voodoo. The entire area. Ooh, no, mm-mm. we don't, we don't, we don't. No, no, we don't, we don't we do don't that voodoo. The, we don't hoodoo. We, I knew you were gonna make a Dead Island reference, you fuck. Who do you voodoo, bitch? <laughs> I knew you were gonna. T- anyway, before I get on that tangent, that's all the news I got. Who's up next? Uh, well, how do you do that voodoo? You do so well. God damn it. Um, so I don't technically. I don't technically have any real news. I do have uh, something to ask you guys since. Our show is about the Game Awards. Should we talk about the reveals during in the news segment? Probably makes sense. It is the news. Would it? Would you? How about it, James? Because it doesn't feel right how to put it in, about the, it in the. No. What? No, oh, that's what we're reacting to. I thought we were All reacting right. to the I winners. Mean, you know what, James? When you're right, you're right, and you're shooting me a look about being right. It is what we're reacting to, so tune in for the reaction review after this. Yeah, you know what, you're right. I think we should just keep ourselves edging, you know, just really build it up first. But before we go, I mentioned uh, Dr. Rude's Facebook a little while ago and how he likes to start fights. Um, I just wanted to ask, because you say you don't do that, but then you said something that says, how are people out here talking about... No, 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 wait, 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 I want to clarify. I just said I didn't do that this time. Right, but let me finish this. I definitely do do that. Okay, because here's a prime example. How are people out here talking about Nickelback being the worst band when Papa Roach literally exists? Fucking ouch. You, how dare you get, besmirch the name of Papa, Papa Cockroach himself. Listen, listen, Bone King, you should respect his boundaries. Fuck Ah. you. Oh, no. That's getting away with murder. (laughs) Hey everyone, Cody here from the Robots Don't Age podcast, and you're listening to Fan Freaks. Hello, and uh, welcome back to the Game Awards. Oh, hello, is that my pot friend? Hello, pot friend. Come here, pot friend. Pot friend. Bone King, he's talking to you. Oh, Pot friend, come here. I find that demeaning, okay? So, pot friend, what have you had for us today? <laughs> don't, don't start the shit unless you puff the pipe. Okay, motherfucker? Check out uh, Bone King's secondary Twitch channel, Pot Friend. No, it's, po- <laughs> it's, it's Bone King 420. 
Um, <laughs> no, that that was a very fucking. All of his followers in that are called pop friends. T- tell me though, ah. that entire segment with Jeff. By the way, we're referencing a fucking thing that Jeff Keeley did, and well, of course, of course, we are. Um, but like uh, that audio is completely isolatable, and people are going to use that for things. Hello, pot friend. For sure, it's it, oh, people yeah. are going to use it for ringtones. Uh, you should. You should use it for your stream, as a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah, no. Jeff Keeley's not allowed on my stream. It's fine. Fair. He's so. Doritos Pope. How could you hate him? So let's talk about the reveals, since I uh, edged us on that during the news segment. That's right. Yeah. So we start off in the pre-show with a decent start in a cutesy little artistic game called Tunic. Mm-hmm. We all thought it was going to be called a fox tail or the no, tail. Yeah, I was like, yeah. place your bets. It's going to have fox tail or, or I don't know, lupine something. It's going to be some, the furries yeah. can none make us, games none now. None of us had tunic. None of no, us had we, tunic. We, we did not have tunic nope. on our bingo cards. Oh, uh, but, uh, yeah. It, my note for it is Xbox Fox. <laughs> what would you describe it, James? Because it has this, um, this isometric view. Yeah. It looks um, action adventure Yes. It has. It, it does have a very action adventure feel. It feels like it's trying to find that space between, like, a Ratchet and Clank and a Wind Waker. Like, it's trying to find, like, some some overlap in that, uh, in that Venn diagram. Mm. I mean... And uh, I think it looks cool. Stylistically, it looks cool. Guys, we have so many games. We're going to have to lighten around some of these. Tunic was cute. Okay, that was one of the ones I wanted to talk about. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. For I, it. Genuinely, I think it's super cool. I genuinely looking. thought it was like we didn't see too too much of it. Like it looked like No, but I like the art direction of what we okay, did. Okay, that see. is fair. Absolutely. And like that excites so, me. So that's like one right. of the big things that can excite me in a game is Next art. Next on the list Next. is a game that I want to talk about. Go. <laughs> Fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre the game. But why do you want to talk exactly. about it, Exactly. So you might hear from the tone of my voice, Bone King, why aren't you excited? You love, you know, uh, multiplayer horror games. It should be a good thing. So here's the thing, right? Leatherface is in Dead by Daylight. Dead by Daylight is having a thing where if they, if the company that owns that, that crossover character is going to be competing with Dead by Daylight, they just take the character out. Demigorgon is out of the game. Like, in the sense that you can't buy him anymore, people who have bought him can still play as him, but, like, no new player is going to enjoy Demigorgon. He is off sale. But you seem to be under the impression that it's, like, the Dead by Daylight devs that remove them. Do you know that's the case? No, I know that Netflix... Because I would assume it's Netflix or whoever owns the license that says, no, pull the character off the Sure, but they could do some sort of compromise outside of, no, just cut him out completely. I don't know. They could have worked harder to keep a character in their game. That's pretty fucking huge. You're losing content in your game. Whatever. That aside, this is the same setup that happened to Demigorgon that's going to happen to Leatherface here. Leatherface is in Dead by Daylight, and now that De- now that Leatherface has his own fucking multiplayer horror game, they're basically going to say it's competition, and, and Dead by Daylight behavior is not going to put up a fight, and they're just going to get rid of them. And this is what's going to happen with all the crossover characters. I, a fucking Pyramid Head, no doubt, will be at some point, because Konami's going to be like, as soon as Silent Hill gets whatever remake eventually one day in the next decade, like, they'll get rid of Pyramid Head. Because, oh, you're competing with us. And they won't even fuck. I don't know. It's just a shame. It feels like you're reducing content from a game. I have a question for the dude. Mm. 
Are you just against that game format? Like, you just don't like that format at all? What? The, like, Dead by Daylight format? 4v1 horror uh, kind of thing. No. I mean, yeah. I'll try anything, but okay. I just didn't enjoy Dead by Daylight's setup, I guess. Or okay. also, I just didn't want to put in effort on this game because there is effort to be made. It's It it can be hard. There's there's tactics in it and shit. Um, so I don't know if I was willing to put in uh, effort into that. Okay. I, I feel bad because we took this slot to not even talk about the game itself, which is fair, actually, because they didn't actually show anything about the game itself. It just looked like atmospheric horror. That's all we can they recreate. Really I thought, it, I it. think it's them going after the whole Friday the 13th, Dead by Daylight, like, avenue. Oh, definitely. Since Dead by know. Daylight is its one thing, Friday the 13th is kind of fumbling around because of the lawsuit. This is made by the studio that made Friday the 13th, the game. Fuck it. Let them, dude. But it's like, they again, the they're again, this team is competing with Dead by Daylight, but now they have a character. You see what I mean? So it's almost definite Leatherface is getting out of here. I don't know. Moving yeah. on. What's up next, uh, Dr. Rude? I think I have Homeworld 3 as the next thing on my list. Yeah. Uh, I have my notes for it is dope space shit. Mostly vehicular. Looks cool. It looked cool. RTS. I'm here for it. That's what it looked like. Well, there was a lot of vehicle stuff, though, like space combat. Yeah, no, RTS could still be space combat. Real-time strategy, you could still, like... No, like but it looked like like they were, you were actually flying in the air, uh, uh, a ship. Oh, dude. like first person? I don't, I don't remember that, but okay, all right. No, it wasn't first person. It was more like arcade shooter style, almost. Interesting? Okay. Um, but yeah, looks cool. Uh, the Expanse from uh, fucking... What's this game company With again? My nickname in college. Games. Telltale Games. Your Telltale game? No, The Expanse, but oh, that's okay. Oh, you're The okay. Expanse. <laughs> Gross. No, they Telltale. Uh, don't really have an opinion. Anybody? No? Uh, moving on. Yeah, moving on. Uh, Babylon's Fall. Generic looking fantasy shit to me. We'll see. Mm -hmm. the, only the only thing of interest of Babylon's Fall, I think that's the Platinum game. Oh, yeah, it's a Platinum game. One. Yeah. Uh, it, if it's like five bucks on a deal, I might, I might snag it. Okay, fair. Uh, the the uh, previous ingredients that this made was near, so I wonder if you'll like this next one. Hmm. Uh, Chivalry 2? All right, cool. I mean, I never got into Chivalry, but I know people are Go excited chivalry. for it. Yeah. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise DLC Sunbreak? That's been announced for a while, though. Yeah. Yeah, but we actually uh, got to see more, right? Sure, we got to see, like, one, the, the area, the new area, yeah. And we the don't new need to. Tag. Oh, yeah. We don't need to expand on this too much, but uh, there is a, a a game by by Desi Game Creators coming out, which is really cool because it's like steeped in like Indian like family dynamics oh, and stuff like that. The, it's called Thirsty the Suitors. Scott Pilgrim game. Sure. No, it does have the I same really setup. I really like its art style. I really like the art style. There's nothing wrong with and having I really do. the same setup. I, it totally and, has its own thing. Oh. Like... But, but there is really good humor in it. I think it, I think that'll sell it. It looks super charming for sure. Yeah, agreed. It's one of those games um, where like the side content is gonna really shine. Now it's worth noting. I might skip over things because I did. I, there's some things I didn't write that I had zero interest in or zero comment on. <laughs> so let me know if you have something there. Oh yeah. Uh, next up we have the Evil West. Yes. 
which is a game that we were all watching thinking, this looks dope. Then, yeah. yeah. I would like It's, it's very one. much a dude and rude game. Yeah. Cowboys, demons, killing shit. I'm here for it. I'm I feel like it's just a re- it, like it's very similar to Shadows of the Damned, but a little more Maybe. cowboy. Shadows of the Damned was about ten years ago. Oh God, don't say that. Really? <laughs> Fuck. It was on PS3. We're on PS5. Fuck. We can we can use that. We can, you know. <laughs> so this next one though, uh, and then immediately after was another game I was super excited about, uh, and it's funny because like the uh, Bone King and I were sitting next to each other. Should I be like, ah, is this a bone game or is this a rude game? Oh, it's got a skeleton. Ah, but it's a ca- it's a Metroidvania platformer. And that's a have a nice day. But death. you get all the games this fucking fucking game awards. All the games were James games. They're all sci-fi and shit. Sorry, man. Um, I, they can't all be ports of Silent Hill 4. But we didn't even get that. Like, <laughs> we've, we've only got the GOG version. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's a, like I said, it, it looks like a Metroidvania style platformer. Super cool, like simplistic, like uh, style, uh, art style to it. Stars a little Grim Reaper. It's cute. I want to play it. Hmm. Uh, we also saw Planet of Lana. Yes. From the, which uses the Ico composer. I'm still not sure if it's part of that series, but they definitely advertise it's the Ico composer. I mean, you get to ride a robotic horse. I mean, a spider robotic horse. spider horse. But look, spider horse, agro, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it looks pretty, though. But the, the, again, soundtrack though. Soundtrack was also good. If this is part that of trailer, that series. Soundtrack. Of course it looks pretty. But I don't know that yet. Shadow of the Claws has great music, so whatever. Uh, next is the one that I'm most divided oh, on. Oh, boy, this one. Uh, oh, wait, no. it's he- well, we, we again. I might have a skip. Yeah, so do you I have something, something you want to talk about? Sorry, really quick. Go ahead. No, this one isn't even one that I, I that I was giving that dire response to. This one is um, they're porting Ultimax, uh, Persona Four Ultimax, the oh, fighting game. Right. I, yeah, yeah, they're porting that from PS3 over to PC, Switch, and PS4. I think five. PS. Oh, okay. Wait, is it PS4, five, and Switch? Yeah. Okay, so it's not PC. Fuck, I really wish it was PC, but whatever. It's a really good fighting game. Arc System works, hits it out of the park as they usually do. I highly recommend it. If you haven't played it before and, and like the characters from Persona 4, definitely do that. I just thought for sure that they were going to use this as an opportunity to jump off and announce Persona 5 Ultimax because of how popular 5 got. But we still don't have that yet, so that's weird. So, the one I was going to mention next is Hellblade 2 Sensua Saga. Mm. Um, the first game is really good, but it devastated me. Like I had like an episode after playing the game. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I'm going to play the sequel or not. I, I'm part of me is excited and part of me is that a good thing, though. It means it was effective. So wouldn't you want to get into the next one? So like because it worked, but it affected the bad parts of me. Like it, 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 it did put me in a bit of a dark place. I mean, the game uh, is about mental. So health. I don't know. Like. <laughs> I know. Go figure. Did you? Did either of you guys play the first? No, one? but now no. I want to. So it's good. It is a really good game. Game Pass. Uh, next one I have on my list. So we all were kind of like, we all kind of teased ourselves with something here for this one. 
Because it started with Lucas Games. And all of us, KOTOR? And then we saw a bunch of shit. And we're like, KOTOR 3? Oh my god, KOTOR 3? <laughs> but then you slowly notice that it's like, it's set in like the prequel timeline. Yeah, and then James is because like, it you've can't got be like, Knights of the Old Republic. And I'm like, Knights of the New Republic? <laughs> but yeah, you have like Yoda in the Jedi Council room. You have like a partially built C-3PO. You had all of that shit. Linking it to directly to the fucking prequel series. And then the dreaded studio. There review. you go. See, that's the thing I've been waiting for you to mention. Because that's earlier when I was like, yeah. oh, God, this. That's the thing that I wanted to mention. Look, I know you. It's made by Quantum Dream. David Cage. Okay, let's just simplify that. It's not just Quantum. It is David Cage. He, David, I don't make games for F words. Cage. That's the guy that we're fucking talking about here. He is a fucking... By the way, he doesn't mean fuck. He means fun. He doesn't make games for, for fun. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't make games for fun people. Yeah, that's what he was definitely saying. What I'm trying to say is that, look, I'm not against like a story-based kind of like Star Wars game. Whatever, that's fine. But Quantic Dreams has very much consistently made stories where decision almost never matters. Because, like, you'll never fucking, like, really influence the end of the story because he wants it to go a certain way. And there's going to be reoccurring creepy tropes that always appear in every game. So you can bet your fucking sweet ass that in this Star Wars game, we are going to get a shower scene with some lady. And we're going to have a scene where she fucking cuts her hair short or she gets fucking almost assaulted in the middle of the street. Because all of his games no, have this. Yeah, but you know what supersedes Quantum Disney? Dream? Disney's legal department. But the thing is, will they even notice that he's doing this shit? Because he makes that that big turn into the creepy shit midway in the game. Like, when you get to Beyond and you get to the Chinese underwater ghost base, that's when, like, you're like, what the fuck am I playing by this point? So I was worried, okay? I'm worried about Quantic Dreams. The only argument I have against you, James, is Disney didn't give a fuck when EA released Battlefront 2. That is true. With all of its microphones. With all of its what? Microtransactions and Yeah, because Disney doesn't care about microtransactions. Well, he cared about negative press. No, but I get what he's saying. Not like really. content wise, they don't want anything rated R. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, exactly. Like that's what they wouldn't let happen. They're not gonna let fucking what's his fuck turn Padme into a shower scene. You, or that, that's not gonna happen. I just David Cage. I just wanna I just wanna see Yoda fuck C3 That's all I want to see. Yo! <laughs> that's something Star Wars has never seen before in the entire extended universe. Please tell me that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> that specifically? I don't think so. Uh, um now we're into the main show at this point. We're we're out of the pre-show. Mm. And we and we get into a pretty big reveal that I was pretty excited about. I know that you two were super excited. Well, specifically you, Bo King, were super one, excited that's about. That's okay. Oh, yes. am I? What am I skipping? Wonder Woman the game. Oh, I did skip that. I do have that. Yeah, Wonder Woman the game made by we who saw, was it? It's saw, saw it's Warner Brothers games, but we saw zero gameplay. Yeah, we did see zero gameplay, which is already like a negative thing for me. I usually like if I see a trailer and there's no gameplay, you told me nothing about the game. That's it. It's a teaser. Sure, and you know what? I'll take it. Not even that. We don't know what game it is. It's just Wonder Woman. RTS Wonder Woman game. Oh my god. Dude, you plan Themyscira. That was the bone king for this this fucking, uh, this this video game award. Was 
Is it an RTS? Like, dude, it's just, I felt like so many things could have been just made better if it was an RTS. But there was an RTS. If it was, it was RTS on portable, it's a better game it's for both. It's a It's a double whammy right there. Where's our Resident Evil RTS portable game? I, I okay, but Resistance tried. Um, Resident Evil Shadow Legends. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, it's already in development. Oh my god, That's Bio it's a gotcha game. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, but yeah, we got Alan Wake two. <sighs> Super bonking about game. Super fucking goddamn time. It's been over thirteen years. And as though they heard your cries, they said, no, we have to make this even more for George. <laughs> Let's grab that horror, that horror knob. Turn that shit up to 11. Yeah. Yeah. They made it a point to reference. We're going more in a survival horror direction. Now, I'm a little bit confused because I kind of thought Alan Wake originally had survival horror. Granted, it was a lot quicker pace with a little bit more action, but you still had limited supplies you still were attacked by an outnumbered. You still didn't have like, you still had to be careful with the flashlight beam. Like it wasn't like straight up too much action. So whatever, hey, I look, I'm down for Those more. first two things are every action game. What? Low in- Limited supply and outnumbered enemies. That's not an action games, no. You, you, you feel adequate enough to fight things in action games. When I think action, I'm, my first thing that jumps to head is like, I don't know, Duke Nukem. Or, or some sort of, like, character action game. Hail to the king, baby. Yeah. Wow, the one I thought of was Enslaved Journey to the West, which I haven't thought about that game in fucking years. But that's, like, action game. You know what I mean? Right. But Sam Lake, the head writer right. of both Alan Wakes, apparently, said the first one was action with horror elements. Sure. We feel this is better to go straight into survival horror. Yeah. I think... I think I can't wait to see it be streamed live on Bone King TV. Oh, yeah. Switch. That'll be day one. No, 100%. Because I, you, you don't understand. Like, they've been leading us along with Alan Wake 2 for over 13 years. Like, I know James... Talking about leading us along, there's something here that you haven't mentioned, James. We uh -huh. had... Two fucking name drops of Silent Hill in this fucking Oh, we didn't even know. Oh, wait, yeah. you fucking wait till we get to, to Splitterface, all right? And then we'll go ahead and talk about that. <laughs> Slitterhead, how difficult is that to it's say? It's a weird name, buddy. I'm trying my best. What I'm saying really quick is that they were leading us along with fucking American. The, the, first off, it started with the DLCs. The DLCs for Alan Wake teased a sequel. Then they add fucking American Nightmare. Then they added Control DLC. They led us along for Alan Wake 2 for so fucking long that I'm just happy to see it's here, okay? Hopefully they don't cock it up. Um, moving on. What's it? Oh, wow. The I next thought one you would is, like some cocking up. Uh, oh. Yes. The next, what? What would I miss? No, he was just. I said. Say it. He was just being right. Say That's it. all. No, go ahead. No, that. He would like some cocking up. Uh, <sighs> next up is the the game in question, Splitterhead. Some new fucking Splitterhead. I just know you said what I, I just you, said. That. No, you said what I said. You said Splitterhead. No, you said Splitterface. Well, I hardly know it's her face. Let alone split you it. said Slitter, Splitterhead. Slitterhead. Anyway. <laughs> Slitter Up is an interesting game because it's by Bokeh Studios, Bokeh, Bokeh, B-O-K-E-H, Bokeh, um, which is kind of this, like, reconstruction of members from Team Silent, who are the people who made Silent Hill. So I saw Keiichi Toriyama, 
Um, I saw, um, fucking, uh, I, I know Masahiro Ito's gotta be in here. Look at these monsters. They, they look like they've got his name all over it. Um, Akira Yamaoka's on staff. Um, I think Masahiro Ito's somewhere in there. I don't know. But, like, this is their own new project. And it's interesting because, like, you could see the Koichi Toriyama. Help me out here. Because who's the Dragon Ball Z guy? Me. No, you dingus. Who's the guy who draws Dragon Ball Z? Toriyama. Toriyama. Okay. I I think I'm saying the wrong name. But (laughs) the fucking story writer for for Silent Hill. um, Masahiro. No, that's Masahiro Ito is the the monster designer. Yeah. uh, It's also weird that there's like two Ito influences here because the monster designs also seem vaguely Junji Ito to me. I can see that. A lot of body horror. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Keicho Toyama. Toyama, not Toriyama. Mm. Not Toriyama. Toyama. I'm doing no. my best, folks. But this guy has a very unique writing style. This is the guy that wrote Silent Hill, Siren, and now this. Do you see the common denominator here? It's about villages or cities of people that get tainted somehow in a very, like... Also, you know, also horror games that start with the letter S. He loves that. <laughs> Yes, actually, now that I think about it, you're absolutely correct. I guess he just thinks that works really well in terms of marketing. I see the guy's style. I'm here for it. My one problem, one problem. I have no idea what kind of game this is. None. Yeah, we also don't know the publisher, and that's also as scary. Yeah, you were saying that it might be them publishing themselves, which is possible because the last time they dealt with a publisher, it was Konami. So, like, maybe they just don't even want to deal with that? So they're just publishing on their own? By the way, I don't think this resonates with anyone here at the table, but for those of, for those of us who are old heads of, like, cartoons, does anybody remember that MTV liquid television show called, uh, uh, fuck, The Head? No. That's nope. immediately what I thought of when I watched this. It's fucking weird, but if you, if you, if you, would, if you know, you know. People, it's got that whole split head thing going on. People are comparing it to Parasite. The anime. Yeah, I can see I that. I loved Parasite, and there is some some obvious influence here. No, wait, you saw the anime? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, cool. I've talked All about right. it on the show. Oh, Tune in sorry. for the Parasite special coming in next week. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I'm All excited right. for it. I just wish I knew what it was. Yeah. Uh, next I have on my list is Nightingale. Yes. Uh, Fey lore, portals, guns. Cool. I'm here for it. Maybe MMO. I don't maybe. I don't know about MMO. I think it's I think it is multiplayer, yeah. but I don't think it's it MMO. It has instances and like groups and shit that you can do, but it looks like yeah. rated E Bloodborne. Yes. I guess. Uh it also has base building, which is oh, interesting. Which is always a a fucking deal uh seller for and, me. Okay, and now we have a a license title that we all thought this is a pretty good idea. Yes. And that's fucking Gollum. Okay, so, so, there's a character who's literally stalking around through the entirety of Lord of the Rings, right? And this makes perfect sense for him to be, like, have his own side story this way. Plus, it being a stealth game really, like, fits into how he moves around. And it it just, everything works intrinsically with his character. Even down to the fucking aspect of, like, do you knock out the, do you kill these enemies or do you knock them out? Because now that he has the dual personalities and the whole, like, chaos and order spectrum in every video game actually is given, like, a personality thing with Gollum? Really neat idea. Yeah, Gollum's renegade for life, bro. (laughs) 
Actually, I think it would be really cool if depending on how you played yes. the game, the Smeagol or Gollum voice became more prominent. You decide which one, and there's the middle path, and that leads to the true ending, which is Lord of the Rings. Sure. Uh, so, like, it's a great uh, idea. But, yeah. Looks cool. I'm here for it. Um, next up, we saw Somerville. Uh, uh, which, that's what I have as next on my list. I missed that one myself. <laughs> It's, oh okay. You, Stylistic it, survivor game looked okay. Uh, I'd p- I'll pick it. I'll I'll play it as a PlayStation Plus free game. Fair. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then uh, I feel like we might be skipping one, but I want to talk about a musical performance because it leads directly into one of the next games. Because we had a musical performance before this, it was just kind of meh. But then we had the Cuphead wait, 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 uh, introduction. Did you just call Sting meh? Sting didn't come before this. Steve, Sting Did comes all the time. It was Imagine Dragons that came. No, before. Imagine Dragons no, was towards the end. Imagine Dragons came no, after. No, Sting was before yeah. the, the Cuphead one. And oh, yeah. okay, then no, I I liked Sting's performance, but that's because he performed his song from Arcane. Um, Should have done so. You know, of, I'm biased. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so we got a, a really cool performance uh, for Cuphead, and then we got some introduction to the Cuphead DLC, which is cool. If I may. I'm here for more Cuphead content. I'm a big, yeah. I, which is called what? I, uh, oh, what is what it is called? It called? Yeah. Uh, delicious last course. Yeah, delicious last. Which stand DLC? The delicious last. Delicious course. last course. Yeah. Um, right. But really quick about the, DLC that Island. performance, they could have just done the song with an orchestra and that's it. But they went fully time period accurate and even had like accurate microphones with the little backup singers. Actual, yep. really well designed shit there. Really good stuff. Yeah, no, I I thought it was really cool. The performance was great, and you know, I'm always here for more uh, Cuphead content. I think that's that's great. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to know who the singers they had on were because they were fantastic. But not, but not Those only did they sing, it. they did the role like of the. I'm trying to. It's not Bopper. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's like that kind of flapper. The flapper girls. Well, what they definitely were were uh, were. Wow, I can't speak English anymore. They were. They were definitely channeling the Andrews sisters. I, like it was definitely like the boogie woogie bugle boy company B. Like it was definitely like okay. digging into that. I did dig it. The, um, you, is this next game on the list for you a huge one too, as it is on mine? Is it a blue blur? It is a blue blur. Okay. So go for it. I got. I want to talk about this because there were a couple moments, and Gollum was the other moment where James and I just kind of looked at each other, like, "Wait, that's actually a good idea. Hold on. Like they they may have something here." So Sonic Frontiers is looking to be a open-world Sonic the Hedgehog game. It, it yep. definitely is taking a lot of uh, hints and notes from fucking uh, Breath of the Wild, because you get a lot of the same elements. Even some of the fucking, like, um, the Guardians are essentially even there, but there's some other robot thing that looks very similar. But if you think about it, Sonic's biggest limitation were the courses themselves. You always felt like he was either too fast for you or too slow, and you couldn't get to the real... They got close with Sonic Colors. It was limiting. It was limiting. Right. And and in Sonic Colors and in Sonic Generations, they got closer, 100%. Like, they made it more streamlined to where you're just, you know, reacting to a quick track or something. So, um, in this, it's a good idea because now that you have this open world, and my biggest concern was, will it be able to render all these things as you're running through it? But James is saying Unreal Engine 5 is godlike, and it could totally do that. That's by the way, we could take this moment to talk about that. Uh, I feel like almost more than anything, this show was a Unreal Engine 5 showcase. showcase yeah. <laughs> because really, so many of these are clearly Unreal Engine 5 games. 
And yeah, it's it's bringing that like the the uh the idea of draw distances and like texture popping is soon going to be a thing of the past so, and I'm so it's here for so it. So strange to me because Sonic, that's the biggest thing with him, right? It's like he's got to get through the stage fast. So if you give Sonic this big open field to run in, it's like using the motorcycle in Breath of the Wild, but you're the motorcycle. Yeah. So I You have to be ready to load any part of the map pretty much at an instant. If you want to make a Sonic game work, yeah. and I think it can do it. And, and, and the weirdest thing in the entire trailer, and this is the last thing I'll say about it, and this does happen with a lot of Sonic games in their first reveal, but they never show any of the side characters. So that could mean this is like, oh, we're taking it back to the roots, or they're just hiding the side characters until release. Right. So. Uh, but yeah, I think it's cool. Uh, as a massive Sonic fan, I'm super duper here mm -hmm. for it. They also revealed before this the movie. Oh yeah, but we oh, can't talk about there was it. A we, whole, can't, we can't talk about it. Right. Oh no, you two oh, didn't so. see the trailer. I did. No, he did. Yeah. I did. Oh, okay. I didn't see the Matrix one because there's whatever. just one thing. Matrix. Can I say about it? I'm gonna say one sure. thing. One thing alone. Idris Elba promised us. He fucking promised us that he would not make Knuckles sound sexy in this movie. Yet, lo and fucking behold. He's got the velvety goodness in his voice just 24-7. But that's you just his voice. Don't make promises you, you can't, can't keep. Your voice is you sexy no matter what. You can't help it. <laughs> it was just interesting. Well, I'm just not used to Knuckles having this baritone. It's interesting. Not there, much he can do about that. Yeah. There's, so, a, there's yes. a game. Have you talked about it yet? Is it coming up, I hope? It's a, it's a certain worm game. Earthworm Jim's getting a sequel? No. Uh, oh, that's news, by the way. Earthworm Jim is getting a new animated Shut series. Up. I was joking. By the by, that's awesome. No, yeah, is that's a, with, I, that's something I forgot to is mention. Is it with Doug? What's his name? The guy, the actual artist. I don't okay. know because I I've actually I don't him. I, we don't really know a whole lot about it. I do know he doesn't have the Texan accent like he does in the games. Mm. Weird. But he didn't have the Texan accent in the animated series either. It's, so it's you know. fine. He's Chris Pratt this time around, so he doesn't have to. He's exempt. Fuck <laughs> Christ on a crouton. Um, so the next one I have on here is, uh, Tichia. Uh, yes. Oh. Uh, I'm excited for it, but that's because it has one of my favorite mechanics in a game. And I've, I've been obsessed with this mechanic ever since an, an old game I played on PC called Messiah. Mm -hmm. Where you play this little cherub and you have to, like, possess people's bodies. Ah, I played Geist. Sure. I played Super Mario Odyssey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Messiah is the first game I could think of that had that uh, mechanic. The mind jacking. Uh, and this game, yeah, basically. And this game has it, but I like that you can do it with, like, animals and objects. Yeah, you, you Because at hunt. one point you see him possess a lantern and he throws himself into the enemies. Yeah. you because which, yeah. Is, which is very, what's that fucking uh, Nintendo DS game where you're, like, a ghost and you have to solve your own murder? Ghost trick? And you're, like, possess. Yeah, there you go, Ghost hey, Trick. I know that game because I run a Yu-Gi-Oh deck with the same name. <laughs> wow. But I actually yeah, I, I like it too, actually, because the mobility looks out of this world. They just straight up took the, the Kokiri yeah. leaf from Wind Waker, and they're just like, there you go. Have fun. Yeah. Uh, then the next one we got was another licensed game from Warner Brothers. We got some more, uh, a bigger look at uh, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Mm. 
No, I, I all in. I believe that. that game is called what? Scenes of King Shark. I'm all in. Shut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> I'm all in on it. It looks great. It looks fun. I did not know that Captain Boomerang could teleport, but yeah. fuck it. Fuck they it. definitely had to do something to make him a little more interesting other than just a dude who catches his boom, who catches no, boomerang. No, but that's something to mention yeah. here, though. Like, this wasn't the, the this was like the third or fourth game that really had some, like, because again, we brought it up earlier, Unreal Engine 5, it's able to handle draw distances and moving quickly. Mobility. In Mobility yeah. is the biggest thing in this, and I love it. I don't know if this one is Unreal 5 or not. I ha- I can't tell. I don't. I can't confirm well, that. Well, so I don't know, but still. Mobility is definitely a big people thing. People are in jumping gaming. from like, building it, it, to building. It's like, oh my god, there's some like they're actually putting in game feel and how you move around. I sure hope that's controllable. Infamous, infamous walk so these games could run. It, prototype was there too. Okay, it supervised. That's true. But I, I, your prototype was there too. You're right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and we also got a little bit of a taste of I think anyway, and how it's going to be structured, because it kind of looks like you're going to approach each. A league member as like a boss of a zone. Each stage, yeah. Because the trailer introduces your your like one of the bosses being the Flash. It's gonna be the first. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. But I think that's really cool. I think that's that's an interesting concept of like each leaguer being like a the the boss at the end of the zone. It's you know weird how I mean? Flash is first when people talk about how he's the strongest. But okay. But he's also, but he got there first. Obviously, he's the fastest womp, one. Womp. What's next? <laughs> uh, gosh. Uh, by the way, I, this is important because my notes for Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League is dope. How many things uh, there are next actually up described on the list? Dope? I well, I do next, like the fact they got a a a character actress to show up as Amanda Waller for the presentation. Oh, that was people cool. were so confused; they didn't know. And what there was, was one audience member who was like, "Yes, ma'am." Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> Someone was into that, whatever's going on there. For sure. But then my next list, my next game on the list is Forspoken. And my note for that is also dope. Well, that's the game with the golden bracelet (laughs) and like the isekai anime, but it's like a super fucking beautiful looking action game. You had to describe this to us. Can you elaborate what an isekai anime is? Sure. So an isekai anime is pretty much like, oh no. I've woken up in the other world. Sometimes it's I've woken up in the video game or I'm in another dimension, but I'm really from the real, real modern world. That's an isekai. It's like a insert. Like, oh, we took a person from your day and put them in a strange world and they're a fish out of water thing. Inuyasha. Kagome. Yes. And Beastmaster 2 is an isekai in reverse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It is. They go. They Whoa. go from that but, world. But into when ours. it comes, when it comes to Forspoken, just really quick, it felt very much yeah. like both. Either one of you were. This seems like either one of you a game for either one of you. Right. Yeah. Definitely. No, I, I agree. It definitely has a lot of overlap in uh in, in the 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 rude and bone Venn diagram. Every time uh, I look. My at only it, concern but... is. My only concern is uh, Square Enix. Yeah. But see, I saw that, and I'm immediately like, could this just have been Final Fantasy 15? I don't know. It seems like there was more Uh, thought put into the magic system and combat. I just, I don't know. Anyway. uh, It's on their own engine, too. It's on the Luminous engine, which is interesting. Ooh, how bright. Uh Uh-huh. The next one I have on here is, I think, only interesting to me out of the two of you. Uh, It's not the one on Uh, my list. Okay, what you got? Oh, oh, what's next on your list? Go ahead. No, no, wait. No, you go first. (laughs) Mine is Warhammer. Okay, I didn't even have that one. Okay, good. 
Oh, I'm very interested in it. Okay, only, there you go. Cool. Only because I've never gone into the franchise. I've never okay. delved deep into it. But that fucking gameplay looked amazing, bro. That that is my gameplay right well, there. Holy some shit. swarm gameplay. It, it's a Hell third person yeah. shooter. Give me a fucking horror. It, it's like a straight up character game. It's not even like regular Warhammer. It's 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 yeah. bro. It's gears. It's a little gears like, yeah. but you know, yeah. I don't like anything that goes from an RTS to something else. But okay, no kidding. <laughs> oh I'm kidding. It looks cool. It, it does. There. Why haven't you oh. played Mario Rabbids, bro? I do actually want to play that. <laughs> So, so the yeah. next one I have, which hey, they finally answered the Bone King's call, because we got another licensed game, Dune, the video game, R T, and it's Spice a fucking Wars. RTS, Dune Wars, baby, Spice, Spice Wars. Wars. Uh, well, yeah, well, that was the subtitle. I don't even remember that, but Spice Wars, baby, Dune, Spice Wars. let the spice flow when it's your turn, okay, buddy? He who controls the spice controls the world. <laughs> spice up your fucking life, bud. Spice up your oh life. Oh my god, I want the Spice Girls somehow in there, like as some cameo or something. It's a mod. Please, a mod. It's a smart idea. Mod. Adrian's a fucking genius. Um, you skip the game mod. really quick. Go ahead. Uh, Saints Row. We got a little bit more on Saints Row. Oh, that's right. And nothing yeah. of value was missed. Anyway, Because they went Agents of Mayhem, and they're like, okay, that's too wacky. We're going to ring that back a bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, the people that made Saints Row 4 said Agents of Mayhem was too I know. Wacky. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, next one I have on my list is Steel Rising. What I thought was... Which you guys thought was another game I first. thought it was Lies of P, which I've been waiting for more information on, but it's like the same game. It's work puppet action. Which which is funny how James hasn't heard of either, because I think you'd be really into this. I am really into this. Yeah. I uh, To be honest, it's it seems like a really cool direction, and if no one's going to make Bloodborne 2, why not? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, next on my list, have we covered what, what, you, what we thought I skipped before? Yeah, no, it was Saints Row. Okay, cool. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, next one I have on my list is Metal Hellsinger. Weird fucking concept for a game. Say it for us, because I forgot. I mean, it's, it's it's Doom, but a rhythm game. Oh, this but this Doom. fucking has the dude from Trivium in it, and fucking Gingers in there yeah. too. No, it has yeah. like a lot of like metal, like like big names, icons yeah, in, in the metal industry. Yeah, industry. That's a weird thing. To but say. yeah, like, <laughs> go ahead, dude. No, no, no. I. It looks really cool, and there's a score system, obviously, because we saw score points. Yeah. So it leads us to believe that it's a rhythm game, but also arcadey as fuck. Yeah, uh, but But sure. the problem with that, uh, I'm sorry, really quick, is that another game did something similar called Bulletstorm, and they wanted to do this whole thing like, execution, you get more points. But they found people didn't want to waste their time and just ended up doing the fastest executions just to get to the end. So I wonder if people are even going to play with the rhythm system. I'm sure some people. I sure will. hope so. Maybe. <laughs> I'm um, I'm shocked, James. You you missed one. What? Oh, to go, please. What? Uh, it's a it's a game that's very specific to Bone. It's on the Bone Bingo. Oh. Final Fantasy VII remake on the PC. <laughs> All right, buddy. Listen here, you little shit. <laughs> Jokes on you. I'll actually probably I'm gonna gift it. it to you on Steam. I'm gonna gift it to you on Good, Steam. Good, because then I'll mod it to be an actual fucking game. Okay. 
Yeah, mods <laughs> will fix it. Mods will fix everything. Because you can't trust the companies anymore, man. Why don't Capcom love me anymore? And then, Sorry, what? Oh, no, I meant to say Konami. Capcom and not Konami. Ah! Yeah, like, <laughs> I meant to say Konami. Dude, three. we got far uh, enough in the show that I could say this. We actually didn't mention it when, when Slitterhead sh showed up. But oh, there right. were fucking two references to Silent Hill in this award show. And nothing came out of it. Fuck. Well, one one is just giving credit to the creator yeah, of the first Silent Hill. Yeah. Usually that happens whenever fucking Kojima, from the creator of Metal Gear yeah. Solid... It goes into Death Stranding. That doesn't mean we're getting a new Metal Gear. Yeah. And then you had Guillermo del Toro, who announced Nightmare Alley, uh, which is is a movie, and he made it. But he also talked about, I wish there was a Silent Hill, because Guillermo del Toro is his more Hispanic George. <laughs> and he's actually super my type, too, so I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah, um, he's very borrowed. He's on one of my favorite directors in like all of Hollywood. He loves his tall yeah. women monsters. That's like one of his favorite monster designs. Well, he to. just loves his tall monsters. I guess too. that is true because the man, the man will stick Doug Jones in as many <laughs> creature suits as humanly sure, possible. I didn't even think about that. He's well, actually writing. Let me not even it. say Doug let Jones. Not, let me not even say has humanly like two possible. Two houses that he owes to fucking Guillermo <laughs> del Toro. Yeah. <laughs> but let me not even say humanly possible. It's as Doug Jonesingly because possible because yeah. he does things that humans. He's hardly do. ever human. But um, really quick, I, my conspiracy theory hat comes yes. on really quick because yes. like he could have just been no. like, "Man, it sucks that Silent Hill's not happening," and that's it. But he was like, "I sure hope we get another one of those." And I'm like, "Why would why would you say that? Why would you say it that way? That doesn't make any sense. Like that's just, that seems like a tease for something that isn't teasable." I don't know. I'm just confused. This is like before Metroid Droid, uh, Metroid Dread came out. Anytime I saw like an, an arrangement of three dots, I was like, Metroid? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. We're just, we're just desperate <laughs> by this point. Thirsty and hungry. Uh -huh. Anyway. <laughs> we're, we're, we're like the people in fucking Mad Max, like trying to like cup the drops of water and yeah, shit. Yeah, but, but then you look at Earthbound and they're just shriveled on the ground. <laughs> oh. Sorry, next. Where's where's Cap where, where's where's oh, F Zero? No. Anyone has anyone has anyone seen F Zero? Cap Captain, <laughs> Captain. Check under check under ch check under that pile over there. Uh, anyway, next up I have on my list is something none of us give a fuck about: Bumbleverse, some or Rumbleverse, whatever the fuck it was called. Oh, some cringy dead arena on shit. Arrival. Okay, yeah. look, whatever you can have, whatever Fortnite, like you know, what's the name of that genre again? Battle Royale. Whatever. Do yeah. that as much as you want. That's awesome. Stop giving everything boss baby eyes. It's freaking me the fuck out, and I just don't like it, and I just don't want to look at it. It, it just ugh, it just freaks me out. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, next, we have uh, Plague Tale Requiem. I'm glad this and Setsuna are getting sequels. They deserve it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to play it. I think it's cool. Here for it. Uh I didn't. There was a very strong negative reaction I felt like from the two of you when the next one came out, which was Dying Light Two, because uh. it was the Dead Island trailer again, and we're like, wait, what? Why? <laughs> so why do you? What's wrong with Dead Island, dude? Or not Dead Island? Fucking Dying Light. Sorry. You said dude, so I'm assuming. Do you know how? Do yes. you know how Dying Light became a game? No. So when Dead Island came out uh -huh. and it had that great 
great trailer mm-hmm. and everybody believed it was going to be this game this type of game this dramatic story with with a lot of heartfelt issues and stuff like that in a zombie game mm-hmm. no less uh it turned out uh that was a fucking yeah. lie and and then the studio kept wanting to do a sequel and then the publishers kept changing so those devs left and then made dying light which uh guess what had nothing to do with like any drama anything right. like that it was an, it, it was action parkour first person yeah which not anything wrong with that but that dead island trailer has left such a bad taste in my mouth that i gag at any moment i see dying light and this trailer looked like a dead island yes. trailer from that first time and i was like oh Oh, now it's got, I'm, eh. it's got zombies. It's got parkour. I'll, I'll play it. I can. Uh, I'll I'll wait for Bone King to to rip it apart. And <laughs> I can't believe in your description of how De- Dying Light came to be that you just skipped right over Dead Island Riptide, buddy. The the so did everyone yeah, else. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like he he's got a point here. Like Dead Island set up some promises. And not really even promises. It gave us an idea. Like, again, though, this is why I like seeing gameplay in announcements or or even teasers. I just want to see what the gameplay will look like. Because a lot of the times you get something like that and you're like, wow, I have this preconcepted notion of what this game will be. And it's completely different from it. And then what we got was a really janky mess. I'm sorry, Dead Island is a janky mess. As much as as open world and cool as that is, it's very janky and a lot of the items are useless. Definitive Edition is way more broken and it had to be patched three times to get it to a fixable, playable state. (laughs) Compared to its original, I hear Dying Light is like a lot better. Like the definite, I hear I hear they did a lot better in terms of programming, and it runs a lot better. I please play it if you haven't played it. I would like to see you play it just so you could criticize. I hear great it. things about Dying Light One because it had a release, and then it like faded away, and then they just revamped the whole game like at the end. So it's very interesting. Sorry. So that's interesting. Yeah, with a huge expansion that adds like 10, 15 Exactly. Hours. It was like a brand yeah. new game they just tacked on. It was interesting. No, no, the issue for 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 fucking Dead Island was absolutely the publisher. And oh, that's that's no. the case here. This is why I'm concerned about Slitterhead is who's the publisher? Because depending on who the publisher is really depends on what the final product is going to be. I'd love it if like the, That's that's where we're I'd love at. It if they they don't that's have where we're at in a publisher and they're just putting out these trailers hoping a publisher will see it and be like, "Oh, we'll make that game." So like these games aren't even really fully announced. They're just they're advertisements. They're they're you know possible ideas. We got to see if producers will take it. What's next on the list? I only have two more, and they're more announcements more than anything else. Yeah. Uh, but I have GTFO got a full release yesterday, like literally live on the Game Awards. They hit the button, mm-hmm. uh, which is cool. Uh, I want to play it. It looks fun. And then the last thing I want to talk about is actually going to be. It's not a game, but it's actually a... Sh- I mean, it is a game, but what it really is is a showcase for Unreal Engine 5. Oh. The Matrix Awakens. Oh, the Uncanny Valley program, yes. Uh, see, here I thought you were going to talk about Beat Saber Lady Gaga DLC. Oh. <laughs> That's... You're right, Adrian. How dare I miss the star of the show? Madam uh, Gaga <laughs> needs right. your respect. Fame monster herself. Yes, I agree. 
But yeah, this is actually, I, I, I want to take this opportunity because I, I was doing a little bit of research on this. And this is because we've been, I've mentioned Unreal Engine 5 a lot of times on this episode. And I want to talk a little bit about it just because, like, that's really what this game is. It's an Unreal, Unreal Engine 5 showcase. Uh, and you can download it for free on PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X. Uh, has anyone seen gameplay? Can't get it on PC. Which Has sucks. anyone here seen gameplay? Uh, I have. I, I also saw it. Yes. It looks nuts. <laughs> it's so I want to talk about a few of the technologies in it real quick. Because so the thing that's gonna make a fucking uh, textures a thing of like not texture popping a thing of the past is called nanite. It's their micro polygon technology. Oh my god. Which literally makes polygons warp as you get closer. It's super fucking cool. Micro. Then they have their lumen light engine. Which is dynamically changing surface scattering on lighting, which lighting is going to be the next thing in games. Like, we've reached a level of polygons where we don't need any more. Lighting is the next thing that's going to bring us to photorealism in games. If yeah. I may, I've said for years that the, the industry should have focused on lighting more than most things because you will go back and yes. play older games and since they use a lot of yeah. heavy contrast darkness they still hold up graphically like visually because they use that yeah. lighting can make right. or break the entire look and feel of your game sorry i, I advocate for lighting super and then hard. i'm just going to speed run through these other ones but it's also got the chaos system which basically means anything in your world is AI-assisted destructible. Oh, God. So, like, it's got an AI built into it that can destroy your, your models for you. Uh, Houdini is there. They have a built-in open-world procedural generation machine built into Unreal 5. Okay. Which is fucking who, awesome. Who owns Unreal? I Unreal. Say, yeah. That's the <laughs> yeah, name? Unreal. That's yeah, Unreal. Their... Yeah. <laughs> wow. Like, Unreal Tournament? Unreal. Like, these um, features are unreal. Yeah. They've also got, and the two last ones I'm going to talk about is, uh, well, three, uh, the mass framework. They have systems built into the to Unreal Engine that can control, like, crowds and traffic and basically making your environment feel alive with population. Oh, where was that awesome. for Cyberpunk? Exactly. Womp, womp. Like, if you look, if you look at some of the gameplay for this fucking, uh, for Matrix Awakens... Like it looks like a city. There's there's like a there's crowds of people. It's awesome. Uh, Niagara is their particle system, which goes hand in hand with Houdini. It's gonna make things that blow up look awesome. That's a good description. And then finally is their meta humans and meta sounds, which is where they've got AI assisting uh, the sound development side of th like the sound design part of things, and then they've got like just insanely. And see, this is what you were talking about, the uncanny valley. Yes. Because we saw like Neo, and it looks like Neo, but it's still like the minute Ooh, that's it moves, not quite human the minute enough. it moves, you start yeah. noticing. Wait, something's off. Same thing with uh, what's her face, but Trevelyan. But what that what that means is that we are because the thing is the uncanny valley is that valley just before it reaches photorealism. Right. So that means that we're right there. We're within a whisper it all, of truly photorealism. It also means now we're going to get the creepiest shit because now we are yes. deep in the valley right now. So we are going to get the You're weird right. shit now. <laughs> but as far as I'm aware, that is in fact all of the reveals that we care to talk about anyway. Woo! What did let's, I miss? I, I don't think anything, but right now let's get to the awards. Damn right. Go for it. Let's do that.
All right. I think first things first, we're going to go with the most anticipated game. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because this one was a point of contention between one of us. So uh, just for the format, <laughs> to save uh, the nominations. The no- yeah, please. Yeah, I'm going to do the nominees. The sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yes. Starfield. Yes. Horizon Forbidden West. Yes. God of War Ragnarok. Yes. Elden Ring. Yeah. And? Elden Ring one. Fucking shocking no one. Out of God of War and fucking Horizon Zero yes. Dawn 2? Yes. What? No, you don't. No. Dark Souls is giant. Don't even. I guess, man. I don't uh, know. Get back to death. What's next, dude? I, I don't know what player's voice. Means. Oh, just the does anybody players. remember what that was? That was the that was the fan voted uh the the fan voted segments. EA doesn't know players. Well, voice they voted. Either. It's fine. Uh, okay, the nominees were for for Forza Horizon Five. Why is yeah. everything Horizon? Halo Infinite. It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, and Resident Evil Village. And the winner was Halo Infinite, which yeah. isn't surprised. I guess the only thing I'm surprised about is Dread not winning. Because yeah. I honestly thought it would have it would have won more. Halo is a little Well, this is player's choice. So this was like people voted on the that's website. That's true. Like it's just people that are currently hyped yeah, on it. Yeah, because that's the I mean? most recent release yeah. too. So. Yeah. Um... Do you guys get? Do you guys care about best indie debut? Debut, uh, sure. sure. Debut. So we have the Artful Escape, the oh, Forbidden, yeah. the Forgotten City, Kina Bridge of Spirits, Sable, and Valheim. Valheim. And Valheim is a game that George yeah. loves. He didn't win though. Uh, <laughs> no, no, he got fucking bodied. Damn it! So Kena Bridges, whatever man, Kena Bridges Spirits won Both that. Valheim's a cute game. I think it's worth it. This one, I I really want to get uh, your opinion on it, both of you, M- mostly on why this one failed. Uh, best multiplayer game, we have Back for Blood, <laughs> Knockout City, It Takes Two, Monster Hunter Rise, New World. And Valheim, and it takes two one, yeah. which, which yeah, it takes two, gets some good praise here. It, it it gets really good recognition, but Back for Blood did not win a fucking well, thing. Well, because it failed to really impress audiences. It did bare minimum and didn't do anything that said, "Hey, yeah, this is better than Left for Dead." I'm sorry. I mean, it was at least on the list. Like, it was at least nominated. Of course, because what other games are they going to put there, really, that came out this year? Most of the multiplayer games have already been going on for, like, five years. Like the fucking Battlefield and all this other bullshit. (laughs) Fuck that. Okay, (laughs) fair. I'm telling Uh, you, those are shit. So, like... Yeah, but according to George, so is Back for Blood. So, like, Back for Blood is is actually a functional game. Right, but I'm just saying why it didn't didn't take it. It didn't steal it, is what I'm trying to say. I... I, I, I like that uh that, that it takes to got it because it's a couch co-op game. And you know, I hope this is like a flare to the video game industry that like, hey, we want these. We want couch co-op games. Like we're we're living like especially especially think now that like some of us are growing up with partners that play video games. Mm-hmm. You know? So like like myself and Mischievous played It Takes Two together. 
A and couple we lo- that plays together stays together. That's right. And uh, we loved it. It was a great experience for us. And we are constantly on the look for that next couch co-op game we can play together. Hmm. And uh, so I hope I hope that like you know uh, game companies take this as like a we, we're here, James. Yes, I yes. want you and Mischievous to play Streets of Rage. Yes. Uh, I'd probably two. That's not her type of game. But, but tell me this wouldn't be amazing. Don't tell her about the twist at the end where you have to decide like who gets the throne <laughs> and pick the throne yes. so you guys fight each other at the end. Boom. I Date know. night made. Sorry. <laughs> I know, but it's not her type In of hell. game, unfortunately. <laughs> it'd be so dramatic. I think it'd be awesome. Sorry, but yes. The first game she and I played together was uh, Portal 2. I, I've tried to do the co-op of Portal 2, but every single time my partner loses interest and gives up. I'll play with you. Okay. Okay. Uh, fuck, that's a stream right there. I'll do that. Because like every single time I try, no. people lose their interest and just start shooting shit. And that's it. So. I'm super stoked to play fucking Portal 2 again. Okay. Oh, you're going to be so annoyed with me. Great. And I was just talking about people who don't pay attention to the puzzle. Oh, no, I don't think this is, no, I, I don't think, that, no, no, because I do that in single player, but I don't think you can do it in the multiplayer, because I beat all of Portal 1 and 2 without deactivating a single turret. Oh, that's, that is a thing you can do, but that's, why, why? It's hard, it's you very You can go difficult. out of your, anyway. <laughs> yes. Can we go back to the point right. of the show? It, yes. <laughs> well, what's the next one? Uh, best family. Uh, WarioWare, get it together. Ooh, this one. Super Mario, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, new Pokemon Nintendo. Snap, Mario Party Superstars, and It Takes Two, and It Takes Two takes Nintendo. it again. It took two. Bombed in their own field. Literally every single in the family category. Yes, it lost it. Every takes other two. fucking candidate here is a Nintendo game. Like, and they failed it. It takes two. Took it. I don't know what experience the fucking person had who, like, is choosing the winners here, but they cried during It Takes Two or something because, holy fuck, it's affecting them like crazy. You you, you, you will cry. <laughs> I keep hearing about an elephant. Uh, I don't want to ask, but okay. Uh, no, we don't talk about that. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is more for me and a little bit of the bone here. Best fighting yeah. game. Uh Demon, Sl- Demon Slayer, Hino- Hinokami Chronicles, Guilty Gear Strive, Melty Blood Type Lumina, yeah. which is apparently very good. I've yet people to love Melty Blood. Nickelodeon All Star Brawl, which was it's kind of dead on arrival, and Virtual Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown, and the winner here is Guilty Gear Strive. That's yeah, cool. That's- I like Guilty again. Gear. I mentioned this company earlier. This is Arc System Works. They are the ones who did Persona Four Ultimax. Um, they are a fucking beautiful team because they make these sprites that are big and very well animated, like 60 frames animated to where you think it's animation. So Guilty Gear Strive. Bro, they did Dragon Ball Fighters, bro. Like for me, that, that blew my mind. But when you played Fighters, wasn't it crazy how they could turn from it being an anime, like legit anime, and then they become 3D models when the camera moves? That's crazy. Yeah. So they have this interesting optical Uh, illusion going. This is more for both of you here because this is a best role playing game, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, mm-hmm. Monster Hunter Rise, mm-hmm. Scarlet Nexus, mm-hmm. Shin Megami Tensei Five, uh-huh. mm-hmm. Tales of Arise, yes, 
and Tales of Arise one. But I'm I'm more more interested. I'm more interested in both of you thinking, wondering why the fuck is Cyberpunk here? Because it was one of the only big RPGs that came out. Is that really the only reason? I mean, why isn't Death there? I mean, sorry, you don't don't know what that is. Demon Souls. Because that came out for PS5 in a mm. reboot, but no, apparently that doesn't count as RPG, whatever. Like, it's whatever popular shit gets on there. It's not even, whatever. <laughs> uh, this one's a James one. Best action adventure of the year. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Metroid Dread. Psychonauts 2. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Resident Evil Village. Village. And Metroid Dread wins. Yeah. Yes. It deserved an award somewhere. Yes. Metroid Dread needed one. Uh, yeah, I, I literally screamed out of happiness because I thought like, oh, it's up against like Village and this other shit. Like it might not know, but it got and it deserves it. Deservedly so. Because <laughs> truly the action in this game is fantastic. I love Resident Evil and I also agree Metroid Dread deserves it. And I didn't even play Dread. I know that it's closer to the formula, and it's what the fans wanted, really. Yeah. So yes, it really is. It, it, it I, 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 don't know a Metroid fan who's a support, who was yeah. disappointed in it, which is awesome. Piggybacking off action adventure, we just go straight to best action of the year: Back for Blood, Chivalry Two, Death Loop, Far Cry Six, and Returnal. And the winner is yeah! Returnal. You go, Annihilation, the game. <laughs> I I played it for a little bit over at uh, the Czar's place, and holy shit, it's a really interesting game. A lot of depth, and it's hard as tits. So I personally couldn't get super far, but I know that it had some good shit in there. Uh, That's a really let's... weird phrase. Like, they shouldn't be hard. Hard as tits? Well, it's yeah. because tits, you want them to be um... soft, so when you say it's hard as tits, it's usually a bad connotation. I'm I'm gonna speed through this and not just say the uh, the uh, nominations here. Best VR AR Resident Evil Called 4 it. VR one. Cool. Innovation and accessibility Forza Horizon Five. Cool. Best community support Final Fantasy. Not Dead Online. by Daylight. No surprise. Uh-huh. Best mobile Genshin Impact. Best of indie Kina Bridge of Spirits winning again. Both the debut yep. and best indie. Uh, best ongoing Final Fantasy XIV Online and Games for Impact, Life is Strange, True Colors. Now, I want to get more into this mm-hmm. right here. Best performance. Yes. Yeah. Erica Mori. Hang, hang on, Before you talk about the nominations, because I got excited right away because of who introduced best performance. Because who introduced uh, uh, best performance was Ashley Johnson and Laura Bailey. Oh, yeah. Fucking right. Kine came out. The vo- the voices of Abby and uh, and Ellie, or Abby, Ellie and Abby, respectively. Uh, and, you know, Laura Bailey is the keeper of my well, heart. She's, she's um, the voice actress for, like, almost everything in the world. She is, like, equivalent to, to Troy Baker. She's everywhere. She, she's lust. <laughs> she's Helena Harper in RE6. She's everywhere. Correct. But then, yes, carry on. So we have Erica Mori as Alex Chen, Life is Strange, True Colors. Giancarlo Esposito as Anton Castillo, Far Cry 6. Jason Kelly as Colt Vaughn, 
Vaughn, Deathloop, Ozioma Akaga as Juliana Blake, Deathloop, and last but not least, Maggie Robinson as Lady Dumitresque and in the award Resident goes Village. to Maggie motherfucking Robinson. Yeah, mommy, well deserved, and she uh, she deserves it, man. I hope she gets more roles. I I love her performance as Lady Doomy. Um, and I just love her online. She's great. Yeah, her TikTok I, is great. If you her social media her is fantastic. Her on TikTok. You just imagine like she's walking to get her award, and every like person on Reddit's like, "God, I wish I was the floor." Just like as she's walking <laughs> up there in the heel, dude. You have to understand, right? She single-handedly marketed Village. Like you have to like. For she's sure. not even a main main villain. I I know it's a teensy bit of a spoiler. I can't get into that too much. But she's not really the big 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 bad. And check out our Resident Evil special if you want to learn. Yeah. God damn it! I was fucking segue right there. But in the entire like advertising phase of Village, the biggest thing we saw, well besides her milkers, was. Dumitresque. She was front and center and they used her lines the most and she was the most prominent and everybody fell in fucking love because she nailed the role and it's a fucking character people were really into. So much so that a lot of the other characters don't really compare as much. The only one that I feel like really matches up is Heisenberg. Maybe. Yeah, Nicolas Cage Yeah, Nicolas Cage really does match up. Maybe Moreau, but like even then, like I like it was Moreau. the villains that really stole but the But Moreau show. was a much more simpler, it was a simpler role, too. Sure, but I'm just saying, like, it, like the villain, the, yeah. this entire antagonist cast sold this game, and she deserves that award, 100%. Yeah, for sure, 100%. Because who gives a fuck about Ethan? Uh, <laughs> so, best audio design. Yes. Deathloop. Yep. Forza Horizon 5. Mm-hmm. Ratchet and Clank Riff Apart. Resident Evil Village and Returnal and Forza One here. Yep. And I don't know if it's Did we should've. skip one on music? Ooh. Over what? It's I'm, a different I'm order. There. That's oh, okay. the next one. Um because I really enjoyed Deathloop uh a soundtrack and its uh design of the guns. The okay. guns are really Playful, but Forza, I guess, because of its authenticity with the cars Forza, and the environment, Forza always yeah. wins this shit. Because some car nut is gonna be like, "Oh my god, it hums exactly like this engine model," and it wins because it's that close. Now, that's not a bad thing where you're that like you know uh, true to the source material. They 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 nailed the firing order on the fucking yeah, pistons yeah, like, like that. that I kind of hear shit. those cylinders like the back of my ear, man. Like I don't know, it's like shit like that. Where it's like, that's really what sells. Like, it's accuracy over, like, catchiness and stuff. So that's why that that usually wins. Speaking of music, best score and music. The Artful Escape, Cyberpunk 2077, Deathloop, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, and Near Replicant version 1.224744871398. Yoko Taro sends his regards, uh, bitch. <laughs> and the winner, Near Replicant version 1.224747. You say it. You fuck it's full name, bitch. It won. Four. Four, four, it won. Seven, one, three, nine, ellipses. Okay, no contest. <laughs> 
straight up zero. I, I get it. I'm biased as all fuck, and I'm I'm just reveling in it right now because the near soundtrack is my favorite soundtrack of all time. I get it. It's a little bit cheating because would you right. say it's near and dear to your heart? I automatically listen to it. <laughs> oh, that whatever. Works. I tried anyway. Um, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, the near soundtrack isn't a new soundtrack. Because what they're giving it to is the remake of the first game. That's why it has all those fucking numbers after it. It's supposed to be the remake of the first Nier. Which is Nier Gestalt. If it's not, it's Replicant. But whatever. Um, that soundtrack is fucking heartbreakingly beautiful. And I love it with every fucking fiber of my being. So, it totally deserves it. And actually, the, the redone versions of the tracks are very good too. So it's not like, oh, it's a subpar version of the original soundtrack. It it's good soundtrack. It's fuck good. Sorry. Mm, uh, this good. is good. This is something for for James here. Best art direction. Yeah. The Artful Escape, Death Loop, Kena Bridge of Spirits, Psychonauts Two, Ratchet and Clank Riff Apart, and Death Loop wins here for best Deserve art direction. It. I want to talk about this really quick because I feel like two games in particular kept coming up on these lists and kept not quite making the cut. And that's Ratchet and Clank. Back for Blood. And Psychonauts 2. No, Psychonauts 2 is, or Back for Blood was only in it a was couple on two. categories. All right, whatever. But I feel, but Psychonauts 2 and Ratchet and Clank kept coming up in these fucking nominations and they didn't walk away with any yeah. wins. Maybe that's all they wanted. Yeah, they, there's not a... Yes, man, but fuck. I don't know. I, I didn't play Ratchet and Clank, but I did play Psychonauts too, and I love Psychonauts, man. What I will say is that Deathloop sold me on its art style alone and the soundtrack, so... Same. Um, Here's something for, I think, all of us. All of us enjoy this, which is best narrative. Mm. Deathloop, It Takes Two, Life is Strange True Colors, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Psychonauts 2, and Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy wins here. <laughs> that's that's kind of big because nobody was really expecting it to win best. I thought narrative. Life is Strange would take it because, you know. Yeah, because uh, that's what they yeah. do. Um, I thought Psychonauts 2 would have taken that one. If it was going to if you put a gun to my head and say pick a game for it to take, it would have taken that one. But uh, I mean, say what you want about award shows. But Guardians of the Galaxy winning best narrative actually makes me want to play Guardians of the Galaxy, which is not how I felt before this show. I, I got I'll be honest with you. I really this want is to what play the show it, does, though. And I really wonder the validity of these options now. It's like, oh, we want people to play this game. So let's give it to this game. Some of them I understand. And some of them I feel like, huh? So I don't know. Maybe. And the ones that you feel like, huh, you didn't play. So best game direction. I love how you'll, you'll fit it, you'll say something like it's a sting and then you'll be like, but anyway, and not give me a time to respond back. I see your maneuver there, That's buddy. That's the point because whenever you do a comeback, it fails because you you're used to swallowing. So best game direction. Adrian, if I wanted my comeback, Death I'd get loop. it off your mom's face. <laughs> I mean, you could try. <laughs> I'll fight you for it. Okay, Carry on. I've never gotten that response back. <laughs> Best game direction. Deathloop, It Takes Two, Returnal, Psychonauts, and Ratchet and Clank Riff Apart. 
Uh, the winner here, Deathloop, and that's Deathloop two again. for it. Yeah, um, I will say I the I didn't finish it. Unfortunately, that's 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 an error on my part. But uh, I don't have a a valid choice here, but uh, a valid opinion. Excuse me. But Deathloop does have an interesting narrative, I will say the least. And there's not been one criticism of the ending. But also a little surprising, It Takes Two didn't win here. Well, because... Oh. <laughs> uh, so we have Game of the Year and Reddit's Game of the Year. Let's do Reddit's Game of the Year, because... What sure. meme did they go with? Which... Both of them had the same nominees. It Takes Two, Deathloop, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village. Reddit went with Resident Evil Village. <laughs> of course. Reddit went with the game with the mommy milkers. What a shock. The, the site that made okay. Dumitres popular? No way. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Now, the actual game of the year for the Game Awards is It Takes Two. Yes! Which made James lose his fucking No mind. one at the table saw that coming. No. no. Even no. me, who's a massive no. fan of the game, I thought it's up against these giants. It's not going to get it. And it I thought, did. I thought Dread, I thought Dread was going to get it, too. I will, Honestly, I, that's who... I would I would have been happy with mind. Dread getting it, too. But It Takes Two winning, again, it's back to what I said before. If this doesn't show you that people want couch co-op, I don't know what the fuck mm. will. No, there's a lot you could do there. This winning game of the year is huge, man. I'm so fucking... I, 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 that's awesome. I, I'm. It's such a cool thing for that developer. Because they're not a huge developer either. No. no the last they, game they... they, they, they uh, the last, a, way a Way Out. out. Yeah. Which is also couch co-op and had a very similar play mechanic to this. Uh, you know, uh, cooperational, uh, you know, uh, environmental puzzles and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, super cool. I'm, I'm, I was so happy with that winning game of the year. Um, if I may, uh, some people may be yes. listening and be thinking, Bone, why aren't you, you know, totally supporting Resident Evil Village? Don't you like the Resident Evil? And I, I normally do. <laughs> Resident Evil. It's just. It's weird. Village is a good game. I'm not saying it's a bad game, but I don't think I want it winning game of the year. Because as James even mentioned, like, whoever wins, they send a message to the people who sell these games. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this won, so this will sell. I don't want someone looking at Village and going, yeah, that's the direction they want to go? Okay. Because Village was good in its own right, but I kind of want them to go a little bit back into like 7 and 2 make where it was a little bit more oriented around the horror stuff. And if Village were to win, then they would just be like, oh, then we just need to do Resident Evil 4 again. That's fine. And then they would just run with that. So I kind of happy right. Village didn't win, even though it was a good game. And I feel bad betraying my like favorite series and all that shit. Well, favorite Alive series. Um, but yeah, no, it, it takes two. Blue Umbrella's coming for you, George. Dude. Give it time. I I had this counter argument to you during the show, which was the awards don't matter to Capcom. What matters for them is the money, and Village did sell fucking bankbusters. So I mean, I don't think they're gonna not make another. Didn't village. they? Didn't they not sell as much as to make Village? 
No, I think it sold more. I'm gonna have to two. definitely look into that because I I could have sworn. Why don't we look it up right now since we have the internet? Uh, I am well, doing that, but you guys. Uh, keep either talking. way, it's just I look at the direction of the series and I kind of don't want it to keep going in this way. I want them to try the more traditional stuff. I know I, I'm a fucking broken record. I say this shit all the time on the show, but I just think Village is a good game and I don't want it to be game of the year. <laughs> But here's the thing, I and I think this would be a great question of the week for either Eagle and Wolf or this show, Fan Freaks Podcast. I think in case you forgot. It is it is it a Resident is a Resident Evil game a good like can a Resident Evil be game be a good game and a Resident Evil game? Because Village is Wait, a good what? game structurally. But is it a Resident Evil game? I think Survival he meant, horror. can it be a good Resident Evil game and not be a good... Or can it be a good game and not be a good Resident Evil game? Uh, I, I, I thought the question of the week was going to be what makes a survival horror? Because that's something that also kind of needs a little bit exploring. That's another yeah, question of the week. I, that we were talking about that with that By one. the way. What, who won? Uh, Bone King was correct. Uh, Cap, uh, Resident Evil Village as of October has sold 5 million copies globally. Uh, and then, uh, Resi 2, oh, wait a minute. So here's what I'm a little bit confused by. It says RE2. Yes. Has sold 8.1 million copies. Okay. But it doesn't specifically say Resi 2 make or whatever No, it's called Resident Evil 2. They didn't, it's not called 2 make. It is that. So yeah, it's, it's beat it by, you know, a good chunk. Five million versus eight point three million. And if they see that, and they see that Village didn't sell as well, they'll probably go back to that gameplay style and say, "Yo, five million isn't nothing." To no, I'm not at. saying I'm that, but they are—they're always trying to bump the number up. They're not looking for, oh, it's in the ballpark. Oh yeah, no, no, doubt. they want to no keep doubt. going up. So they saw that this went down, so they'll go back to a previous thing and go up. And the way that they do that is they give up. When Capcom gives up and says, "Studio, you just do it. We don't give a fuck." Then the game is good more often than not. So we just need to wait for that to happen again. Also, uh, Resident uh, Evil 2 Remake is Capcom's third best-selling game ever. Isn't number time. one like fucking Resident Evil 5 or something? I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's six. Ugh, God, I hope not. But anyway. It might be five, but I think it's six that sold really Look. well. Because it did sell really well, but critically. Welcome to Eagle and Wolf episode. <laughs> oh no, guys. We're stupid. Monster Hunter. Capcom Monster Hunter World. I, I totally didn't even factor in the Japanese market. No, Japan's obsessed yeah. with Monster Hunter. <laughs> it is like a fucking drug. It, and I understand it. It has yeah. a gameplay loop. I get it. <laughs> anyway, we're way out of bounds here. Uh, Could Freaks. you argue that Resident Evil Village was their first attempt at mommy hunting? <laughs> I don't know. Lisa Trevor was mommy hunting for the majority of our one <laughs> Oh, wow. What up, wow. With that being said... That's freaks. about as bitter as George has come. Oh, my God. Anyway, freaks, it. please let us know. Please let us know what Give reveals me, and trailers you were most excited about and what you think of the nominees and winners of the show. You can do so by hitting us up on Twitter or on our Facebook group. On both, we are F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S. You can find me on Twitter at Dr. That's D-R. Rude. M-D. You can find... You can find me at Bone King TV on Twitch and Twitter, and you can find the dude at Adrian Doodliness on Twitter. All right. And I believe it is time. 
for our nominations for best people That's, that we yeah, like. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> the nominees of our loves. As always, we we appreciate our hunt boys listening in. It's super cool to talk about the, you know, to, to hear, to actively get feedback about our about our show, which I we do whenever we're fucking in party chat, which is great. Yeah. Uh so Scott, uh Justin, Jeff, thank you guys so much for listening. My sister Cheyenne, they're awesome. I, lo- I love you so much. Uh dude. It just sucks. I wish they had a Twitter so that way it could be more real and uh, it could be believed because all we have is our word right now. Ooh, <laughs> like, we're, ta- we're talking about what? Cheyenne? <laughs> no, we're talking about fucking like Scott who oh, texts yeah. me. Hey, in this episode, James was wrong. It's yeah. really this. And I'm like, just tweet at him. Why are you fucking telling me? Tweet Publicly at him. shame him. Don't um, do it privately. He also, he also has my phone number. So, you know, whatever. But anyway, why, go ahead, dude. Why text me? I don't get it. It's not like I'm... You don't think oh, I won't retweet uh, you publicly shaming James, like, immediately? Please do. Yeah. That's your it kink, hits. bro. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's had so much blue balls because nobody's done it yet. What are you talking uh, about? Because uh, it's your kink, so nobody's publicly shamed James. Because he's not in public. He's not on Twitter. He is. Yeah, he isn't on Twitter. Then who are all these people? James, I keep trying to tell you, wake up. Wake up. Wake up. It wasn't your the fault. The listener's like, oh, it fuck, am I fault. in a coma? Shit. And it- <laughs> oh, my uh, God. Could you imagine being in a coma and what you're listening to is the Fan Freaks podcast? Horrifying. That's how you wake that up. So you can si- you can turn it off. That's just hell. That definitely- no, that's just hell straight up. <laughs> that's that's how you wake up. So you can turn it off. Uh, Go ahead, dude. Lindsay misleading uh, Zatanna Zatara. Uh, Jesus Valentine, go fuck yourself. Nicholas Yurtek, thank you. Uh, th- he put us on his Spotify Wrapped. Yeah, we're on his Spotify Wrapped. Thanks. I think also Scott, we're on his Spotify. Hey, wear protection, um, get wrapped. Also Robot worth noting Stone that Age. He, he was one of the only people in the group commiserating over the loss of uh, Cowboy Bebop with me. <laughs> so, like, I love you, Nicholas. We're here. I see you. Um, Robot Stone Age, Cody, CJ, Kalani. Cody uh, also had us on his Spotify wrapped, which is nice. Um, and Paul Fusek, who's also been listening. He is quickly catching up. Good. And now it is up to the boners. All right, here, here we, we are. Here are the boners. Very strong and standing tall. Here we go. Von Condersmite, Beefy Sumo. Love you, Beefy. Love you so much. You're so cool. <laughs> You're cut. I, I was reading the name and then Beefy came up. I'm like, oh, hold on a second. Gotta give extra special no. thanks. By the way, actually, fuck you we too, have, Beefy. <laughs> we, haven't talked, we haven't talked about this. We well, haven't I talked wanna... about this. But Beefy, beefy no, and we I. We are outing him. <laughs> No, 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 Beefy and I, this is really funny. Beefy and I were uh, watching George, the Bone oh. King, on his stream of GoldenEye. Uh-huh. And then we started, I didn't know this was possible, but a rave train. Oh, I the rave trains, yeah. For like, oh. Yeah, yeah. So he one-upped me. And he gave away five. No, gift no, no. Subs that's not a that's something. not a raid train. That's a gift train. So like you guys are one yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. gifting subs <laughs> to each other. Yeah, he he tried to come at me, bro. He literally did. He gave five, and I said, "Okay, I gave ten. Fuck Bet. you." <laughs> and uh, 
That was pretty I think funny. Boogie was in there too. I, I, I really Boogie enjoyed it. Boogie was trying to give in gifts too, and then and you were just like, "No, fuck you." Here's another ten, and I'm like, "What is going on?" <laughs> and I just kept giving fucking bits, which uh, George has his holy That's candles. Right. So I just kept, I just kept fucking dropping bits just to just to further my claim. Beefy, suck it, suck my. He chode. just straight up marked his territory on my stream, and I just, I just had to sit there and take it. I was just like, ah. Oh, because you're a it's, good little bitch. <laughs> I'll stream Pokemon. That was Heisenberg. That was Heisenberg. Dom Daddy Heisenberg is weird. <laughs> I'll give you five bitties if you use magnets this time. <laughs> anyway, is that it for for our shout outs? Uh, no, no. That's me for that's it for my shout outs. No, I'm George. still in mine. I just I, I had a quick avenue yes. for Beefy. Uh Squinty, Kai, Julian the Czar, Megan Peepo. Uh, Lindsay Misleading, Izumi Chenmaru, CJ to DJ, Boogie, and Burnsy. Love y'all so much. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you later, freaks. Yeah, what are you? What are you still doing here? You you can go. the The show's over. I, I mean, you don't have to stay. What are you looking looking for? Like an ending credit stinger or some last trailer? No, the Game Awards didn't do it. Are We're you, not going to do it. Are you doing Ferris Bueller right now? <laughs>